0: me nancy i'm sorry
1: what's going on why aren't you dead he came to me saved me oh and he wanted me to give you a message you're in deep shit you're listening to the Kill podcast And
2: I am here to do the devil's work. <laughs> Hocus Pocus everybody.. Hocus Hocus. Up. Hocus. welcome to the Buzzkill podcast. I'm Mike. I am Jim and I am Justin. Hi. Hi, hello, hello. <laughs> nice drum, you know. James. I said specifically, let's have something to talk about, so that we just don't go. Hi guys, how you doing? And then silence. Well, you could
3: start it off for once. I could. Well, I do start it off. I always ask. Really I, I always ask you. Hey, so what's up, guys? And then you both just go. Yeah, nothing. No, nothing. We have no life. Yeah. <laughs> you least of all. all right, uh, so yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, uh, nothing.
0: You um, uh, <laughs> guys are just the <laughs> absolute worst. You know, doing the thing. Yeah. Just got done doing the drum off with you. I always forget that last fill. I
3: even I hit it. I, I probably don't actually hit it right. I wrote I it. Don't, I don't. <laughs> it's true. You did. I
0: still love my roll
3: today.
2: Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and that's probably literally everybody, the, our intro track is an unused recording that we uh, had recorded when we were in a band still. Yeah. It was for a record that never got finished. Um
3: The lost record so that is
2: actually us playing on the recording
1: well (laughs) you guys not me not me (laughs) not you
3: you don't get to hear michael's golden pipes nope um so did you guys have a good vd day (laughs) yeah (laughs) um did everybody stay safe i have an itch yeah
0: and it's for more cowbell Isn't that? No. No. Fever. Yeah, fever. fever. <laughs> Fever's an itch all, all over the, the place. place. And the only prescription is more herpes. Did you it guys was, do anything romantic for Valentine's it was God. Day? good. Uh, oh. Sarah made a uh, fantastic dinner for me. Oh, some... a vegan dinner? Some homemade ravioli and, and dessert.
1: Oh, nice. And no. What she
0: didn't tell you is that there was cow in it. It was cow dung. <laughs> and it tasted fantastic.
3: <laughs> so, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. I'm watching movies for the episode and mm-hmm. stuff like that, hanging out with the fam. Oh, you know what I did do? Uh, what's that? This is one of the biggest accomplishments of my life, by I the way. Gar-
2: I guarantee you it won't be. No, <laughs>
1: it's pretty <laughs>
3: pathetic, actually. I uh, I was putting my daughter to sleep tonight, and then uh, and, and I was bored, you know, like I, I need to do something to keep my mind occupied while I'm doing that. So I learned how to say the alphabet as one long word. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. How, what's it sound like? You want to hear it? Let's well, see if I can do it. Um, <laughs> no,
1: no, no, never mind, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Yes, so, what'd you do? Of course, I so, want to hear that.
3: All right, ready? Um, Ab Cedefka cursed. Ah, dang it, I messed it up. Ab Cedefka hijekel cursed of wixes. Come on, Baxter. You know I don't speak Spanish. Was <laughs> 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 oh, that right? D- it do it one more time. That's not the answer. I mean, <right>. Ah, dang it! Abkadevka had Jekyll and It sounds like that's you're speaking awesome. Russian. Like that's that's all it sounds <laughs> like. On, let me try that's with that's a, like. a Russian accent. Ab Abkadevka had Jekyll what he does. Apparently, I, I speak Russian now. You know what? what? I have something similar to that. Yeah.
0: That I've I've known to do for a few years. They haven't told too many people about us. I don't know if you guys know about it, but um Let's just
3: do, let's do stupid human tricks the rest of the episode.
1: I,
0: <laughs> I I'll try to keep this quick. <laughs> no pun, in, uh, pun intended. <laughs> but I can say the ABC's really fast. Like yeah. frontwards or Backwards? What? I don't believe you. See, I—it's—you know—it's it's, right, just, just this have to stemmed
1: from
3: Jake getting pulled over while he was being, while he was driving drunk so many times. I've just gotten really <laughs> just good got at really it. Really good time. at it.
0: No, but it's actually not where it's from. But um, you know, sometimes I like to drive really aimlessly after two o'clock in the morning, completely sober, so I can get pulled over <laughs> just to do this to the cops. When they're like, they're like, "Hey, you know, say your ABCs backwards." I'm like, "Do you want them at normal speed or really fast?" <laughs> And then I do the really fast one, and they just All right, so Z Y X W. Just kidding. <laughs> here we go. dcBA
3: That was not bad. Not bad. It sounded like you got a little tied up in the middle there.
0: It's a tongue twister, man. It does,
3: especially when you get to the the one that everybody gets. Well, two year olds anyway. That when they get caught up on the L M N O P, seems like it would. That's where you would get caught up going backwards too. Yeah. Well,
2: because your tongue kind of like yeah yeah it doesn't want to it doesn't want to enunciate them because they're all very (laughs) similar (laughs) sounding
0: (laughs) so yeah so that's that i timed it one time and i had it faster than the world record of guinness i said that in a weird order but you
1: i I was so used to speaking the abc's backwards uh, so we're gonna
2: so we're gonna get a hold of guinness book and then we're going to be known as the world record holding
1: Buzzkill podcast. Yeah. podcast. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing. That's it. What do they
3: hold the
2: world record for? Saying the ABCs backwards. Hey,
3: and it's that's it. <laughs> and drinking the most amount of mediocre beer in three hours. You're here. here. <laughs> uh, speaking of so Speaking of not so mediocre. Yeah. What are we drinking? uh Well, today we're talking about witches, witches, witchcraft, and witchcraft, and sorcery. Uh, sorcery. Not really sorcery so much because that implies more like you're right. Wizardry. But now, and now I really want to do a wizard. Warlock episode. tree. Um, warlock tree is not a word, by the way. <laughs> Uh, today we're drinking uh, Black Phillip, Blake's Hard Cider. Ooh. And this is from uh, Blake's Cider Mill, which if you are n- not listening to us in Michigan right now, you probably don't know what that is. Uh, Blake's Cider Mill is an
1: apple, apple orchard, Cider like
3: 20, 20 miles from us or something. We love going to, going there during the fall.
0: Hundred house out. hay rides all that oh yeah
3: it's great it's apple picking and now they've got booze which makes it even better
2: they also they also have zombie paintball yeah but we'll, oh, say, that
1: for yeah,
3: another. we'll say that
2: story for another
0: time
3: yeah that, yeah, that was <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about that on our zombie episode someday um so yeah we're drinking black philip blake's hard cider
2: and you would know black philip from probably one of the best recent witch movies called the witch or the vavitch.
3: The vavitch bitch. <laughs> um,
2: um Black Phil though was the black
0: The Goat. goat.
3: Yes. Yep. Or Satan, maybe, if you're looking at it that yeah, way. That's a
0: creepy looking goat.
3: Uh so the uh there's not much for me to read this week. It just says, Would you like to live life deliciously? Yes. Yes I would. <laughs> Wouldn't we all?
2: Well, let's crack this open.
3: Yeah, baby. Alright. Ooh. <laughs> <Da-da>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I forgot to mention, this is a, uh, cranberry and blood orange hard cider. Of course it's blood orange, mm. right? Blood. So, blood, uh, blood cheers sacrifice. boys, drink them up. Cheers. <laughs> Ooh, it's nuts. Ooh. That is good. This is actually the second time I've had this. Yeah. and It was, uh, it's, I it's like it a lot. better time, yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot we, uh, better.
2: Last Halloween, we had a cider tasting where we, we had like, 12 or 13 different types of cider. Yeah. And I think this probably doesn't taste as bad now uh, because we had so many other ones in our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong podcast, Michael. Um, the bet queue. <laughs> Uh No, we, we, we did have like so many other flavors just swirling around just our palates. swirling around
3: then. those palates. Yeah.
2: And probably throwing everything off. Swimming around in there.
0: You just can...
3: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really tasty. That's a, like That's a 4.5 percenter.
2: I think this is the first, uh, might be the first beer that we have that directly correlates to a movie.
3: Like, oh no, because last week was My Bloody Valentine oh, Ale. you're right. You're <laughs> it, right. Was it was literally last, last week, <laughs> Mike. Shut up. Oh my God. Um, this one,
0: did you say, were we thinking that this was made, possibly, for the movie? Well, yeah, because
3: the quote on the side, the would you like to live deliciously, is actually from the movie. Yeah. Right. So and, and, the,
2: and, and I don't know of any other goats in, a, in any even any which movies that are actually named Black Phillip. I could be wrong on that, I mean, but yeah, I I've know. never heard of it. So, um, we're on. watch yeah. it's a really common thing, and we're just, everyone's <laughs> like, nope, not listening to these fuckers. Yeah, these guys are <laughs> stupid.
3: They don't know anything about goats. Well, uh, but, uh, do you have any corrections from last week, um, Michael? I do not Neither. have any corrections. Neither do and I. And I was looking for them, I didn't see any. Oh, we're just getting better and better. Just the
0: only <laughs> thing. What does Vito have to say about this?
2: The only thing that I was. Vito. Isn't he the one that always. No, he, doesn't he always correct you?
3: Yeah. Oh, man, it's true. Yeah. It's
2: true. He does. He did correct us on one thing. What? He, he called me today. He goes, Mike, stop fucking interrupting James when you guys are talking.
3: Yeah, I agree with him. <laughs> Sorry. You do it um, a
2: lot. No, one of the things I was going to look up, though, for today. But
3: I think he also said, James, get to your points faster. He and did. That's, that's a fine point, Vito. Thank you.
2: We're 26 weeks in. We're working the kinks out. I just, All I, right? <laughs> I stutter a
3: lot. I don't know what it is. I'm
2: um, no, I was going to look up, I had made a this. mention last week about, um, the earnings of the ring two, mm-hmm. as opposed to the earnings of the Friday remake Yeah, as cause of the reasons for canceling and why they would base Friday on a franchise that already didn't do well the yeah. last outing. And, uh, it turns out I was right about that. Ring two did not, it still made profit, yeah. but it underperformed what they, what they wanted. Right on. Um, And there's actually, uh, I'm not going to re-say it now, but uh, if you go on um, bloodydisgusting.com, I think it was, there actually is an an open letter to Paramount that goes in great length why they're so stupid for canceling Friday the 13th. And one of the things he talks about is monetary, because at the end of the day, they're afraid they're going to lose money. And he breaks down everything. Mm. Like, he breaks down how much everything cost, how much was this, how much was this. You know market value, everything. He breaks the whole thing down, and it's pretty much exactly what I had said. So if yeah. you're interested in that, and that interests you, uh, check it out on Bloody Disgusting.
3: Or but, check it out on the thebuzzkillpodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah, you know, yeah
2: I'll, I'll put a link for <laughs> it. Because you though. might as well know. Yeah, I'll throw a link up for it. Alright,
3: um, well, uh, so I guess if we don't have any corrections, that takes us into the news! Duh, the news,
0: it's the news, I've been drinking too many
1: ciders,
3: and I'm drunk. <laughs> You've had a quarter of a cider. Is that, was that like, it started off with like a Louis Armstrong kind of thing? I, I, I thought it was and it, me personally. And then it, and, then it, and then it kind of twisted into maybe oh, like you a... Oh,
0: it's the
2: kids with the...
0: Jesus. Do the news? Okay.
2: Um, all, right, all
0: right. What do you got? let's.
2: Oh, g- what? I, go ahead.
0: you good. You right? got news today? Nope. Oh. Okay. Go, ahead, go ahead.
2: All right. <laughs> uh, let's start with the biggest one. Yeah. Halloween. There's been a lot of Halloween news. Oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> I oh! Know that was a tooth.
3: I meant to do this. <laughs> and I just cracked my tooth. So. Um.
2: Yeah. Halloween. Lots of Halloween news. Okay. Since last week. Right. Uh, and that. Um. Did we? We didn't talk about who is writing and directing last week, did we?
3: Um That come I don't, out I, I think that think came so. out
2: after we recorded. But uh the new Halloween film Flim 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 That uh, it'll <laughs> Just roll writ- with it will be it'll be written by Danny McBride and uh Davis uh David Gordon Green. Okay. Uh David Gordon Green is the director of Pineapple Express and uh, Danny McBride is Danny McBride. Okay, from I,
3: I read this name earlier, so when they say Danny McBride, they mean yes. like southbound and down Danny yes. McBride. He's yes. going to write the new well, Halloween movie. Yes,
2: and uh, so John, John Carpenter weird. was came out like, like super pumped about, about this, this collaboration, and then Danny McBride took Twitter after Carpenter said something and said, yeah. don't worry, it's not going to be <clears throat> funny. There's gonna be no humor in this. We're excited to step. We're excited to step outside of this. Of of doing comedic things, and it's going to be the scariest thing that you've ever seen. Dude, really? Oh man, has that
0: dude with the knife got a blunt on him, man?
2: Find <laughs> <laughs> express all this, the weed stuff. This, this isn't <clears throat> H2O or Resurrection. okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: but I'm excited about it, actually. You know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's comedy. Like, comedy writers are. Genius, I think by default, you have to be smart to be a comedy writer. So, well, I mean, I think they can do anything.
3: They're 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 kind of sick in the head too, you know, comedy writers. I mean, like especially with a lot of new age comedy, where they take some of oh, that sure. stuff. Like, you got to be a little bit dark to be able to write comedy these sure. days. So, I agree. I'm I, I'm interested to see how it will translate. Uh, and then also, Plus, wasn't Danny Mc, Danny McBride was in a? Horror, he's in uh, Alien. Covenant. He's in the new a- Alien movie. That's and right.
2: And that one has no comedic anything too. So right. maybe that gave him an itch to do something. You know not and, comedy
3: and as as uh as viewers and as consumers like we have a bad habit of once you see a guy in a in a comedic role
2: you think they can't do anything you else? just
3: kind of pigeonhole yeah. him and you're like well that's like that guy's a funny guy well it was like you know? uh, it
2: was like jim carrey in um 23 and uh, 23 yeah 23 was
3: great right and uh like uh john c Riley is going to be in the new kong movie like yeah, i'm I sure he's th- going to be like a little bit of a comic yeah, relief but yeah. he's also got the th- th- chops to be. To- not sort of g- serious, you know.
2: Not to get off topic though, but I have I have this feeling that Kong Skull Island is not going to do good critically. You don't think so? No, I I think judging from uh, Samuel Jackson's performance, John C. Riley's performance, it's gonna throw the whole tone of the movie off. I really I really think that critically, that's it's not gonna do great. User reviews, not user. Uh, uh,
3: Viewer reviews, user like 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 people who use like heroin and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna love it. I got high Um, as shit and watched Kong Skull Island. (laughs) It was awesome. I think
2: I think people are gonna love it. I just think critically, it might not do as well Well, as
3: critics are people. Mike, shut up. You know they're horrible Um, people. (laughs) To finish up,
2: to finish up the Halloween news though is that not only do we get that news, but later on in the week we got news that the new film picks up after Halloween Two, which means we are getting a proper. Halloween three.
3: After like the Okay. After so Carpenter's like, first like two in movies. In between the second one and Season of the Witch.
2: No, no, it's taking the place of Season of the Witch. We're actually getting a Halloween
3: three. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like when you say Halloween two, you mean the original Halloween oh, two. Oh yeah, yes,
2: yeah. yeah. So it's I, I don't cool. it'd be cool if they wrote it to where it makes sense to go into four at that point and to give it like a proper Halloween three mm-hmm. that has Michael Myers in it. Right. That would be awesome. I don't know if they're gonna do that, but I'm super excited about it.
3: Um did you see that there's a uh there's a petition online to to they're they're saying like the people this is me not getting to my point fast <laughs> enough. There's a petition online that's been signed by like a thousand people and they want Robert England to play Loomis. No. Bad idea.
2: Terrible idea. Bad idea. Awful idea. Yeah.
1: I'm
3: not even well because he already essentially played Loomis in Behind the Mask. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yeah, that was the, that was basically that character. Right, and and Donald Pleasant said, I you don't don't mess with the Loomis character. I mean, you know, Rob Zombie did with uh, with um, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, but that's because it was completely separate from the original series. Like this is a continuation of the original series. I don't think that they should try and recast somebody to play Loomis. Ah. Uh,
2: they might have to though. They yeah. might. They might have to, especially if they're trying to
3: link two and four. Wasn't wasn't it assumed in the? Wait, was Lu- Lewis was in them up
2: until six? I oh, think. that's right. Uh, yeah, because he died in six, and that's why they changed the whole ending. Okay. He okay. he died right after six. After six was done being made, or during but what if? Or something. But
3: what if this is taking it like you know, like if you have a linear timeline, like mm-hmm. what if this is kind? What if this is splitting off into a separate branch? Because wasn't there wasn't Loomis involved in a huge explosion in the hospital in the end of two?
2: You're testing my memory. It's been a while since I've seen these movies. Isn't um, that what
3: happened? I, I can't remember. I honestly, but like, I what honestly, if he died? A terrible horror. What, <laughs> what, what if? What if he died? You know, and um, then they just continue on without him, and then and then do like an alternate timeline. Yeah, line. and then this new timeline is what becomes canon instead of going into four, five. They can do and that. Six, they can and... do that.
2: If they were going to recast him, though, who would you want?
3: Oh geez, I have my um, pick. really. Yeah, who I Ryan. can't...
2: Brian Cox, perfect. Mm. It's perfect. Really? Yeah, I think I think so. I don't know, man. I think he'd be Brian Cox can do anything first off, but like I think that he actually sort of looks like him too. They can make him look like him very easily.
3: I don't know. He's too he's too grizzled. I think hmm. Jack Bauer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jack Bauer can play anybody. Not
3: Kiefer Sutherland, actually <laughs> Jack Bauer. <laughs> All right, hold on. Uh, let's get into some different news here yeah. because that took a while. Um, <clears throat> so uh, in 2015, Skydance Productions uh, announced that they were developing a Bermuda Triangle-based film, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I like I, th- I like movies like that's a cool concept for sure, a movie. Sure. And that movie, The Triangle, was awesome. The whole time loop idea. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, sorry. Um, they're now reporting that Sam Sam Raimi will be uh, taking the helm Ooh. on this one. So that's, that's pretty cool. I talk about cool. Sam
2: Raimi a little bit later, and I love me some Sam Raimi stuff. You style. do indeed. I'm into
3: it. Um, yeah, there's not. I mean, there's not a whole lot to report on that. It's just kind of that he's attached to it now. That's and, exciting and news. That be, rivals, yeah. It'll be cool to see where he takes it.
2: It sucks that we're not going to see in this for another two years. But right,
3: I know. just love. I like to me the the Bermuda Triangle has always fascinated me. I agree. It's such a weird, creepy, like real life
1: uh-huh.
3: thing. Like you know what I mean? It's yeah. I'm, it's I'm, bizarre. I'm, I'm, I'm very eloquent tonight, it's the... yeah. <laughs> like this weird, creepy, like real life thing. You know. Why, why, why are you Southern all of a sudden? That was I don't know, Dr. Phil. I don't know.
2: <laughs> all right. Speaking of things that you will see, though, uh, coming up, uh, Mike Mendez's new movie, <clears throat> Don't Kill It, gets a release date of March
3: 3rd. Don't Kill It? Don't
2: Kill It, Actually, which is the movie, we talked about this before, this is the movie that stars Dolph Lundgren as a demon hunter in a small oh, Alaskan yeah, town. Okay. I and mean, there's all these weird murders that take place. Uh-huh. And then there's an FBI agent <clears throat> played by um, Christine, uh, uh, Christina Klebe. Uh, she was in uh, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, she's one of the girls in that, and she's okay. been in some other stuff. Uh, and she plays the FBI agent, and it looks absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, it's the kind of movie that says it's a shit ton of fun when you're drunk and eating some popcorn.
3: It's a Dolph Lundgren movie.
2: <laughs> I mean, and Mike Mendez. More expe- more oh, yeah. Mike, Mike Mendez yeah. is great. Absolutely. So. He makes those perfect, just wonky, off-the-wall horror sci-fi flicks like,
3: like you could like schlock you can probably put Lava him in lavalanchula didn't he do big ass spider, big ass too? spider. Yep. yeah yep uh he loves he loves killer spiders um well uh there is an update on tremor 6 oh a little bit of a synopsis update here What'd so you got for uh bert gummer the immortal bert gummer played by michael gross and his son travis welker played by jamie kennedy Uh, find themselves up to their ears in graboids and ass blasters when they head to Canada (laughs) to investigate a series of deadly giant worm attacks. Arriving at a remote research facility in the Arctic tundra, Bert begins to suspect that graboids are secretly being weaponized. But before he can prove his theory, he is sidelined by graboid venom. Uh, With just 48 hours to live, the only hope is to create an antidote from fresh venom. But to do that, someone will have to figure out how to milk a graboid. <laughs> Not only does that sound amazing, yeah.
2: but does this mean that we're going to get graboids with freaking laser beams on their head? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Yes. So, oh, this movie uh, so uh, Is dark. that what you get for, like, there's like some kind of government agency that's trying to, like, like, like breed them and, and yeah. weaponize, weaponize them? weaponize them. Sure. That's... Or Do it. Put, I'm a bunch down of, for that. put a
2: bunch of them in a bomb and then just drop them <clears throat> into, like, in, into it's a weird. small country. It's weird
3: though because they're they're filming in South Africa again, aren't they? Uh yes, they are. So why? That's kind of weird that they're taking it to Canada. Well, because they need the, the snow. the story.
2: Well, because they need to have the. Well, the, wait, wait. You say they're filming it? In, I thought you said they're filming it in Antarctica. Antarctica.
3: No, no. It it says it says arriving at a remote uh, research facility in the Arctic tundra. Oh, in the Arctic tundra. But okay. the setting is Canada. But they're filming it in South Africa. I don't really understand
2: Yeah, that's interesting to see how they do that. Maybe they're just doing it on a screen.
3: Or maybe they're just or or maybe just the first part of the movie is being filmed in yeah, possibly. in South Africa. Probably. And then they're gonna move um, up up north.
2: Oh, I'm excited for that now. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's going to be awesome.
2: So next up, we have, like, sort of a death, not really, maybe, kind of. It's drowning, but not quite dead yet. (laughs) It's got some breath, maybe, in the lungs still. I'll Uh, never let go, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) And that is with uh, Fangoria magazine. Uh, Uh, Fangoria has, has, has... Fallen on hard times. There has not been an actual print issue since October of last year. Is it, it's
3: been that long. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's Jeez. been a
2: couple of webzines, like sh- like truncated webzines that they've done. Yeah. Um, but no, nothing in print. Uh, and then the last editor in chief, uh, if I'm reading this correctly, is no longer there. He was let go or quit something.
3: They had a changeover. They had a
2: changeover. And uh, so he went on record, basically saying that um, there's a that we will likely never see another in print episode, uh, magazine printed.
3: Yeah, like a physical f- A physical, physical copy, magazine, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll likely never see another print <clears> magazine uh, printed. Um, which that was rebutted, though, with with an update from Fangoria themselves, who were basically saying, well, we're going to try our hardest to get ourselves out of it. There's no secret that we've had financial troubles they're and basically internal to,
3: issues. They're trying to crawl out of debt because of the the issues with... Uh, so." Uh, nowadays with online ads being cheaper than print ads yep. most companies who usually advertise in fangoria are going with the cheaper online ads. And, on and your top, market's
2: bigger
0: and right. on
3: top of it
2: when news breaks you can go to a website and see it right away exactly. you don't need to pay ten dollars for old news right. right like like the news of them of them having issues we wouldn't find out for another month <laughs> right <laughs> case in point you yeah. know um which just sad. You know, Fangoria is one of those magazines that I think everybody in the horror industry. I think it's pretty much revered. I think like it's, it's pretty
3: much the original. Like, yeah. what what brought? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, it was
2: like back back okay. in the day. Well, yeah. well, back in the day, it was like you had uh, Fangoria, Cinema Fantastique, you had uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland, like all these magazines that really. But Fangoria was always like the flagship. Filmmakers.
3: You know, like yeah, it was magazine the magazine that like everybody the big really one, yeah. loved.
2: Yeah, well, that used to be a thing too. We used to even get, even
0: go to the to the grocery store as as a younger kid. I'd go to the magazine aisle and I want to see the rock and roll magazines, or, yeah, whatever, or the cars, or and something. If you, and if you were right. into movies, this was and, and half those magazines don't even exist anymore, yep.
3: right? I used yeah, kind of sad the way things are going. Hit Parader was my jam. Hit Parader. Oh, yeah. uh,
1: what,
2: You mean Lincoln, the one that you Lincoln would, Park and Dope and uh, <laughs> all these bands just gonna, plastered my
0: walls? I think
3: every single cover of every single hit is it Hit, Parader or it hit Parade or is it Marilyn Manson
2: and
0: everyone? No, I think
3: it's. I think Slipknot is on literally every <laughs> single cover. Of there those was a things. lot of Slipknot
2: in my room. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's sad. That's just sad to see. You know, yeah, such it's a, a bummer. A staple uh, publication. Absolutely. Possibly going the way of the dinosaur.
3: But, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, so, XX is coming out on VOD tomorrow, uh, which right. which serves our purpose as well because it is currently Women in Horror Month.
2: I watched that last night. <laughs> no, that was
0: <laughs> XXX. X-X,
3: yeah. Gotcha. Sorry. No. Uh, Xx, which is um, it's it's.
0: You watch the Vin Diesel
1: movie? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! You found me out.
3: <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's an anthology movie uh, directed by four different uh, female directors. Uh huh. Looks awesome, and it comes out on VOD tomorrow, so it's going to be great to catch that for next week's episode because so we'll be doing a women in horror. If you're month listening episode.
2: to this on Sunday then it's already out.
3: Yeah. So go fucking watch it. It came out Friday, if you're listening to this on Sunday. Um, Roxanne, Roxanne Benjamin is one of the directors. She was one of the directors on Southbound, mm-hmm. which was uh, another anthology. Yep. Uh, she also was a producer on the VHS films. And The Devil's Candy, have you seen that movie? Uh, it's, yeah. It was, released, it was released in Europe already. It's that Ethan Embry movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen yes. anything about that? I, I have not... <sighs> I Look, read something about it
0: I haven't seen a whole lot about it though. I watched
3: the trailer today, it looks pretty good uh, Karen Kusama, who directed Jennifer's Body The Invitation and Eon Flux mm-hmm. uh, St. Vincent, who's usually uh, a musician, I believe this is her debut as a, as a director and then Jovanka uh, Bukovic, Ivanka Bukovic. Uh, this is also her feature debut, because she does mostly shorts, okay. and I guess this is another short, really, because it's an anthology but part of a overall feature okay so yeah i'm I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to watching that for next week's episode should be pretty cool
2: um so the last bit that i have is not so much news as it is uh an uncovering if you will you know being that valentine's day just passed uh there's a couple of different news outlets that were covering the story that we almost got a sequel to my bloody valentine
3: oh yeah I read uh, recently about that recently
2: too at the time when they're making my bloody valentine 3d the original producer and director were shopping around a sequel that uh called uh return of, the
1: return of the minor return
2: of the minor and uh it was uh sold to lionsgate they actually bought it but then shelved it because they wanted to basically make a date night horror movie in my bloody valentine 3d uh however the plot for the plot for the new the new movie Sounded like it would have actually been pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I have the, the the release for here. It's is this the one that was shopped around by the original director? Yeah, the original director. and producer. I think I mentioned this week, this last week. Oh, actually. did I And I th- oh, see, like, this is new information that you're giving me that Lionsgate actually picked yeah. it up because I thought that everybody turned them down because they thought that uh, that it was just too far removed and well, there was no audience for here's it. Here's
1: the
2: uh, here's the plot to it that would have been uh, in the sequel: the girl that survived, uh, Lori Heller married the boy survivor and she became the town's chief police and he became a drunk uh they would have had two main characters that uh maintained the action uh there are young actors in the script uh, because they had a couple of sons the sons are the same age as the kids were in the first one so as typical young guys they're hooking up with girls in their own age and they're going to the mine for sex and parties and and whatever yeah sex parties Um, sex parties (laughs) uh he wanted the all he wanted those original actors to return to play their adult selves now and that uh, uh and that the that the miner would resurface in the uh, would resurface in the wake of the Valentine Bluffs, turning the old mine into a carnival attraction, complete with the Mine of Terror thr- uh, thrill ride. Surrounding the ride are uh, theme uh, concessions selling masks, miner helmets, toy pickaxes, shirts. And all of that they were talking about the murders. They basically want to turn the murder scenes into a carnival. Of into, sorts. yeah. And so that actually would have been kind of cool in that setting to see the miner come back, and they're selling masks and pickaxes. So you don't really so know who's everybody's who. everybody's dressed like, like that. Yeah, I think yeah. That, that That's actually kind of a cool idea. Yeah, it would have been alright.
3: Yeah. Um, but, but so of course, why did Lionsgate eventually shelve it? It was just
2: because they wanted to make their tween date movie, My Bloody Valentine 3D, which was oh. fun in its own right. But it this would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> Probably.
3: Uh, the, the last thing that I have is just, uh, I mean, it's not really horror. It's Jurassic World 2. But the person who just joined the cast is sort of what, what, what they didn't joined do? the cast. I don't know. That happens to me at least once a week.
0: Must have been the microphone uh, glitched or something Ted, like
3: Ted, Ted Levine, a.k.a. Buffalo Bill. From, oh, nice. Uh, was she a great big fat person? <laughs> <laughs> he was also in uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Yep, yep. And uh, so, yeah, he just joined the cast of Jurassic World 2. Nice. That's all I got. Do you
2: know what? Is he playing the Velociraptor?
3: <laughs> all right. That's it for the news.
2: That's it. Hi there, little boys and girls. Just who joined the party
0: today? It's Barney the Dinosaur. Oh so thank you for listening to our news, the Buzzkill Podcast with these three dudes. If you like horse <laughs> stuff, you cannot lose. It's the Buzzkill Podcast News. <laughs>
3: <laughs> bye bye. You know, Barney sounded a lot like tiddlywinks the clown. Uh, was, I, was, I think
2: I think Barney might have a substance problem. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh jeez, that was that was creepy. Uh, Especially since my kids watch a lot of Barney now. That's me. <gasps> uh, that's right. creepy.
2: Um, did you, have you watched anything besides which movies this week?
3: No, not really cuz I just uh, I had a pretty uh Not really a busy week, it's just like every time I went to watch a movie, something else would happen. Well,
2: I I did.
1: Did I did. two things. Like
2: like learning how to say the alphabet (laughs)
1: forwards.
3: Yeah, I can't do it right now. Go ahead. Um,
2: So, uh, I was introduced neither one of these are are horror outright, uh, so I'll cover them quick, uh, but I still think they're worth talking about. Um, Excuse me. Bump it up, Michael. Oh, (laughs) there it is. Uh, That black Philip is stuck in my Throat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I saw. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> and
0: <laughs> jaw hop. Oh, classic. Right, okay. right, <laughs> yeah, bring it so in. Bring
3: it in.
2: I saw and I knew nothing about this movie. Yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. I saw the movie Heathers for the very first time. Oh, did Chris Jordan show this to you? Chris Jordan, my okay. buddy, has been wanting to get me to see this for years. Mm-hmm. He finally sat me down to watch it. And I knew nothing about this movie. I thought, based on the, the advertising and whatnot, that it was basically like a John Hughes-style comedy about, about three bitchy girls at a school, and, oh, they cause hell, and this and that. You know, I figured it like, was a John Hughes comedy. Oh, boy, was I wrong.
3: Actually, um, why
2: was I wrong? Try not to
3: spoil much about not, this because no I don't I'm think to. I've ever seen it. And from what no. Chris Jordan said, you have to go into it without knowing yes, anything about it. It's the best
2: movie in the world to watch to not know anything about it. Um, I will, I almost don't want to say anything about it other than the fact that I watched it, it's and, not, I it's it horror, and I loved it.
3: It's not horror, so you don't have to.
2: Yeah, I, I watched it, I loved it, and I urge everyone to see it because it's so far removed from whatever you could possibly think that it is. And just know that, All like, right. and. Watch it. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I watched uh, was this. Uh, it was a documentary called Doomed, the Untold Story of Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. Oh, full well, on. So, sort of genre, you know, comic book, maybe. Which I'm, I'm
3: assuming you've seen. Oh, I've seen Corman's I've Fantastic, seen Corman's Fantastic, Fantastic four, yeah. four multiple times. Just such a beautiful piece of shit. Um, this. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like well, a piece of shit with, like, glitter all over sprinkles. it. Sprinkles. Do you know
2: the. Uh, do you know. It's like you, it's like you ate a bunch of glitter. And then, and then shit it and out. And then you shit out Roger Gorman's Fantastic Four. <laughs> Have you done um, that? Yes. Would it work? Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um, do, you, do you guys know all the stories surrounding the Fantastic Four, first off?
3: You've told me at one point, but I can't remember any of them.
2: The story surrounding it is that uh, it was made in 1994, and everybody making it was, was gung-ho about it. However, the, the, the story is that the movie was made because... Uh, the guy who owned the rights had to keep the rights, and the only way that you can keep the rights is if you do something with the property. Otherwise, um, the rights will revert back to the other owner.
3: Allah Hellraiser Revelations.
2: Sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's exactly what that yeah. was. Yeah. Uh. So basically, the story was always that that this guy hired Roger Corman to make a Fantastic Four movie, and then they just shelved it. It never got released. It never. No. It never saw the light of day. Um, and it was just shelved, and this was the movie that was never meant to be seen. Well, the documentary is fascinating because literally every single person that had anything to do with it, even Roger Corman himself, are interviewed. And so it's it's, it's ever all the main actors, the director, the producers, the, the effects artists, everybody who had something to do with it, and every single one of them are to this day sort of like, Holding a grudge over the fact that they got feel, screwed. Feel a oh.
3: bit slighted. They
2: got screwed because yeah. none of them, they, These. this was supposed to be the movie that put them on the map. It was a big property. This yeah. was a big to do. You know, granted, it was Roger Corman. Everybody knew that he did like sh- sh- schlocky work. Right. But even for a Roger Corman movie, this had a big budget. Mm-hmm. So they figured they're putting the time into it, they're putting the effort. They released trailers that, that came with other Roger Corman movies. Like everybody, including Corman, according to the documentary, Had intended to release this movie, and then not to there's so much to to take from it, so it's not really spoiling anything. But as it turns out, the guy that owned the rights ended up making a deal with Fox because Fox wanted to make the Jessica Alba movie, The Fantastic Four that came Mm -hmm. out in 2004. Yeah. Now, granted, it took 10 years to get that movie made, but they shelved this movie and essentially sold the rights to Fox. So they could make their movie ten years later. Wow,
3: it's weird that you and it's, singled, a weird, it's like, weird that you singled that out and called it a Jessica Alba movie.
2: I, I uh, who else was in it? Uh, uh Chickles wasn't Chickles. Yeah, in yeah, Chickles was in it. He was the thing. Um, uh, she's the big. She was the biggest name though. The that's dude from
0: Forever, I can't remember his yeah. name. And uh, and also Jessica Alba.
2: Oh yes, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, Jessica Alba was in it too. <laughs> she's the. I think she was the biggest name in it. That's you that's why I go yeah. to her.
2: Um, but anyway, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic documentary. Uh, it was a Kickstarter documentary. Uh, documentary. My buddy Chris backed it and he uh, he got it in the mail, oh, cool. so we watched it. And, Very um, cool. Yeah, if you have the opportunity to see it, though, I highly recommend it. What's it's it not called? Horror, it's called
3: Doomed, the untold oh.
2: story of Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. Cool. Um, not horror, but, you know, genre enough. Yeah, for cool. sure. But, um, yeah.
3: Cool. So that's all you watched then?
2: <laughs> My notes. I have, you know, directed by starring. My notes are fantastic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, as many of you might know, it is Women in Horror Month. Year number eight. It is uh, for the past couple weeks we've done our, our top six list. Past couple months? Uh, did, I, did I say months? <laughs> you said oh, months. Past couple weeks. Uh, yes. but, I heard weeks. <laughs> um, we did our, our our top six list uh, today. We're we are gonna each put in two to make one large top Co- six list. Collaborative. Collaborative list, collaborative list of uh, our favorite female directors. So why don't you kick it off, Mikey?
2: Okay. Uh, and these are in no particular order, again, as normal. Well,
3: there's only two of them, so. <laughs>
2: well, for
0: all of us, though, is what i Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. Um,
2: so, my first one is Axel Caroline. Uh, she uh, is uh, her direct... I think it was her directorial debut, actually, was one of the shorts in Tales from Halloween. Oh. And then she also put the whole thing together, though. Like, she was like, the overseer of the whole project, mm-hmm. and then she did one of the shorts, and it's probably my favorite anthology Halloween, like. It's actually probably one oh, of my yeah, favorite it's... anthology movies in, in general, to yeah, be honest that's great. Um, And then my second one, I'm going to go back all the way to the late 80s, is Jackie Kong, who did this little film called Blood Diner, <laughs> which is just masterfully schlocky, and I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the word blood in the name. It's got to be a good one. And Diner, which makes me hungry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> blood hungry. And it's
2: about cannibals, so really...
3: Uh, all right, Jay, what do you got? All right, I, I he
0: had a few I listed, but I only got to give you two here. I got uh, Karen Kusama, Jennifer's Body, The Invitation. Yeah. Um, also, these are in no particular order here, just so you know. <laughs> um, I hate you so um, much. And Cat uh, Shay, who did The Rage, Carrie 2. And I can only say two, but there was there was another female director that did the uh, the remake oh. of Carrie. Ooh. I'm not going to tell you the name though.
3: The one My with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Mm-hmm. Right on. All Man, right. You so mean so that, Chloe uh, Grace Morel. <laughs> yes, Morel, Moretz, you dumbass. All right, so uh, here's my two in uh, no particular order. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went with uh, old school and contemporary. Uh, my first one is Mary Lambert, who did Pet Cemetery One and Ooh. Two. Love Oh, she did movies. two as well. Yeah, yep. I don't think
2: I knew that. I I own it. I've never watched it though.
3: Yep, and she. Uh, I mean, she's got she's got a few more under her belt too. Urban Legend, Bloody Mary. Uh, and I went with Jennifer Kent.
2: Nice. Well, of course. Who did
3: the Babadook? Again, I mean, this was her directorial debut. I mean, her feature debut, and, it is a, and she just toured knocked of, it out of the park
2: of horror. Yeah. Absolutely,
3: so good. Such a good movie. So, that's our top six list for this week of uh, Women in Horror Month, Year Eight. Do you think there's somebody better? Tell us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let us know.
2: Tell us online yes. on the on the interwebs. Yep.
3: Hit us up, or just call us. I gave you Mike's number last week. Oh, and uh, James. <laughs> five eight James, six and, big dong. And James's number is uh,
2: five eight six. S- s- small dong.
3: <laughs> that doesn't work. There's <laughs> too many letter numbers. S- small don. <laughs> five eight six small don. Uh, so, so that'll do it for that. This will take us into the tofu.
2: The tofu, which is
3: uh, witches, which, which is which witches, is, witches. Is. <laughs> Witches, 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 uh, witches. So, uh, so we didn't really discuss a, an order that we wanted to talk about these in. Do you want to kick it off with, with your your pick? Um,
2: well, I I feel like we should get the
3: obvious out of the way.
2: Sure. Let's talk about the witch. The vavitch. The vavitch. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, what else can you say about it? It's it's. <laughs>
3: Nothing. That's, move that's on. That's, that's, yep, let's move <laughs> did, on from here. Did we, yeah.
2: did we ever figure out why they put the two Vs or the W?
0: I know we discussed it before. Did either of you guys ever look it up to see if, see if there was a thing about it? Not really. Um, I think it was just
3: a style choice. I think or, so. Uh, yeah. I don't just know. A, it could... maybe,
2: maybe because the whole movie, you're supposed to feel like something is off and you don't know what it is. So maybe by looking at it, it looks like a W. But it's two V's, and you're not sure really how to. Do right, it. you yeah. said that yeah. before. <laughs>
3: like things aren't always as they seem. Yeah, feel yeah. something's yeah. Off, <laughs> off about it before you well, even press play. So.
2: one of the things that I love about um, these witchcraft movies, and and it's funny, you don't I don't realize these things until we're doing our research for the week and we're watching things, and you know, uh, witchcraft movies in general though they tend to be very old school. Even for the newer movies, though, they take place a lot of times in the past. They all have that dark, sort of grainy look to them. Yeah. They uh, they're very slow burn. Most most of these witch movies that I watched, especially this week, and that I've seen, they're very slow burn. I never realized that until this week. Is that's kind of like the formula for these really super creepy, atmospheric witchcraft movies. Well, because like, like a like really...
3: a like a witch movie, unless you're talking about Blair Witch, sure, which we just watched. Uh, it's they're not really meant, uh, you know, as like jump scare kind of movies. It's the the the, the creepy thing about witches is the mys- the mystery. Yeah,
2: the the, mys- the the unsettling atmosphere. Right, like that just kind of creeps into your soul. <laughs> right,
3: and some people do it better than others. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, well, so,
2: Robert Eggers does it extremely well. Yeah, fantastic. even though even though there's no. Direct witch necessarily in this one. Oh, there is well there is but it's an interpret. It's an, an interpretive thing You know what uh, I'm saying how so well because you could you do could take it as as that Thomason is the witch you could take it as in that the goat is the incarnate in, 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 Incarnation of the witch
3: or the you devil could,
2: or the devil yeah. you could take it that one of the okay Real quick, Vito called me today, and he wanted me to say, or he wanted to remind me that I gave away way too many spoilers <laughs> when we're talking about these movies. Um, I'm going to apologize right now. With a lot of these movies, it's a little bit difficult to really explain what's going on without giving away spoilers. Yeah. I will try my best. No guarantees. So if you want to see these movies, uh, maybe don't listen to it until you see some of them. <laughs> I mean, I know it's going to be difficult to do, but be forewarned, there might be some spoilers.
3: Yeah. Um, uh are you forgetting though about there I mean there actually was a scene in the witch where they showed like the old hag in the woods
2: uh yes but even the director though robert eggers says there's many different ways to interpret the movie yeah and so that's why i'm saying like there's i mean uh you even brought up the idea that the corn has that fungus on it and so the corn had rod possible that nothing that you're seeing is really even real like there's there's so many what i love about this movie is you know it's one of those onion movies you can just peel away the layers Mm -hmm. and every time you do you're going to get something different out of it
3: um the one thing that the one thing that conflicts with that idea which I you know like I I I heard that idea and I thought it was intriguing but the one that thing that conflicts with it is that you do see like cuz the baby goes missing. Yes. And then you see the witch doing something with the baby uh, at one point.
2: Yeah. I I still think that when you watch the movie though there's still ways to explain away things like maybe if 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 the if the corn thing was fungus and it was a hallucinogen mm-hmm. maybe you're just seeing what she thinks that she's seeing you know like
3: maybe but nobody actually saw that like that that was something only for the audience to see that part with the baby and the witch
2: that's true that's true like, I, no, I guess I don't have I guess I don't have anything to say against that other than the fact that even the director himself though says that there's different avenues to take. but but to, so, me,
3: to me like like we were saying like uh, there's there's ways of there's ways of making witches like mysterious and very scary and then there's ways of like kind of overdoing it and kind of taking that mystique away this one did it really well because you don't see that old witch very often yeah but the couple scenes that you do it's it's you don't know what like you see her doing the thing which that she's doing with the baby which is totally horrifying and i'm glad that my wife didn't watch this movie with us um but uh like that's really the only time you ever see her in that form and then there's other parts in the movie where you see her as it like a young a young woman well, and then that, uh,
2: that, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like, if the witch can change form, though, then who knows which person maybe is actually doing it? Maybe mm-hmm. one of the people in in the, the 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 family yeah is that person in the woods. You don't know. Right. That's that's kind of, maybe that's the way the two explain it away. Is you don't know who it is because I
3: think overall this movie was really kind of meant more to be like as a like a period drama. Oh, you absolutely. Know, more than more so than a horror movie. I, I mean, it definitely was creepy. Like I'd say it cre- creepy and atmospheric would be the well, way to I think it's put a it.
2: horror movie in every sense of the word. Yeah, the atmosphere yeah, absolutely I guess there's, it's no, not, there's no jump scares and no slashers, right. but like it's it's a horrifying tale of what happens to this family. It's yeah. horror in its most primal. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's true. Um Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't seen The Witch though, uh Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy plays Thomason, Mm -hmm. uh, this little girl. Uh, This was her first film.
3: Yeah, she was great. She's
2: incredible. Absolutely Mm -hmm. incredible. Uh, And then uh, Ralph Innocent, who played uh, William, the father. He Mm -hmm. was also fantastic, too. One thing that I will say, though, if you want to check this movie out, uh, watch it with subtitles. You're going to get more out of it. Because, honestly, it's kind of tough to follow if you can't grasp onto their really thick Like New England accents,
3: not New England, or 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 English, English, yeah. See, I didn't have a problem with it. I found
2: it a little bit difficult to follow, especially when they're talking fast. You know, Uh, it's the same issue that I had with. Well, um, they
3: they have not only do they have like thick English accents, but they're also like they're the the dialogue is all meant to be true to the period. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like the way people talk in the seventeen hundreds. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because Robert
3: Eggers said, I'll give him a lot of credit for that. Like he wanted the dialogue. To be as authentic as possible, so he went back he, and like read journals from those. A times. Lot things, a lot
2: of it was based on journals that right. he found actually. Yep. About And this family, if I'm not mistaken, the the, the story of this family is something that he wrote that he read about. Oh like, really? This is like a real family that was um, ex- excommunicated from their village because yeah. the father had sinned or whatever. Like uh, one of the cool things, one of the theories about this movie that I love too is that it plays on the whole story of Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and that. Um, They were banished essentially from their commune or whatever you want to call it, the village, because of his sin, which was like he he worshipped himself almost, like he thought that he was.
3: No, it was he was. They they viewed him as too much of a fundamentalist Christian, but he like he wanted he like when they came over, they came over. uh, The reason they left uh, England was to come over so that they could worship in the way that they wanted to. Yeah. And he held on to those beliefs and those principles while the rest of the village was progressing. Okay. So in a way it's in a way it's kind of, you know, like yeah, there's it, there's a lot of like you could kind of compare it to nowadays there's a lot of people who are are very um traditional Christians and don't really like the way that the 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 church is like ever changing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, so he was like fundamentalist christian and they didn't like the way that he was operating and so they kind of they they said either get with our program or you have to leave
2: okay well i stand i stand corrected then yeah. um I, re- regardless of which though like he gets they get excommunicated from their village or whatever and uh, one of the things that i that uh is 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 interesting to take note of is that the fact they have a baby and that baby was unbaptized and they say that when you are born, you are born with sin, which mm-hmm. is why during the baptism baptismal rites, uh, part of when you get baptized is you're getting an exorcism because they say that you are born with sin. That's a way to exorcise that sin out of you. Mm. Even even nowadays, like when you have a baby, part of the baptismal procedure is technically speaking, it's an exorcism. Um, like, no, you're, you're shaking your head like, oh, that's true. No, that's no, I'm true. not, no, it's a, I'm not shaking my head.
3: I'm like, I'm just I, like. Well, I've, I never,
2: I never, like a, oh, huh? I never actually knew that. I, I work at a church, and I've actually talked to the priest quite extensively about exorcism, just because I love dark stuff, and he probably thinks I'm crazy. But um, <laughs> like, yeah, I've talked to him about this, though and he's like, well, you know, you know that baptism is technically this, and 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 after reading about the witch to brush up on it for this episode, I saw the same thing: is that there's this whole Adam and Eve sin. It's easy, you know. Uh, like eating the uh, there's there's symbology of apples a lot in the witch.
3: Did you just say symbology?
2: <laughs> symbolism.
3: <laughs> so what's the symbology?
2: <laughs> symbolism. Sorry, uh, um, no. but the symbolism though of there's actually a lot of apples in the witch. Yeah. Um, they I think they 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 vomit up an apple at one point in time.
3: Mm, that's a there's, cherry. Or a cherry. Yeah.
2: Well, oh, maybe maybe it was the cherry that is 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 like the cherry tree and the apple tree, Adam and Eve. That's the sin. There's a, there's a whole lots of theories about <laughs> this movie. Kinda, I know
3: you're just kind of saying things I'm, now.
2: I I know what I'm saying, but I don't want to get into the whole thing. Point yeah. is, if you're interested, there's tons of theories online, and they're fascinating to read. And I'm probably mixing up my theories at this point, but this is the kind of movie this is <clears> though. You know, like it's there's so many different avenues that you can take, and that's one of the things that's great about it.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, it's a thinker, and that's that's what I really liked about absolutely, it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, uh, so another, an, another one that, uh, I know that you just rewatched, I, I rewatched about three quarters of it. I didn't have time to finish the whole thing, but, uh, Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. Yes. yes. Now, I think, uh, you, you really, <laughs> Jinx. you really love this movie, right?
2: I do. Um, it, after rewatching it, this is probably the third or fourth time that I've seen it. Um, but I haven't seen it, uh, since probably when I first bought it back in 2013 or whatever it was. Uh, re-watching it a couple nights ago, I have to say, I think this is my favorite Rob Zombie movie. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It uh, There is an atmosphere in this movie that is unlike anything else, not only that he has done, but unlike anything else that you see in modern horror movies in general. Um, really? The atmosphere is strikingly just dark. Like You watch this movie and you just feel like you're just... Encapsulated in nothing but dread and darkness and gross feelings, like, like you know, what I'm saying, like it's that kind of movie where you feel almost dirty because you feel like you're watching something that is legitimately evil. At least to me, it is. The imagery in this movie is incredible. Did you pick that up at all? Um, like their their depiction of witches and their depiction of the people like like even Sherry moon's character she's grungy and like
3: everything no, about it that, is... i mean that's kind of like that's every character in every rob no, zombie sure. movie it though well sure it plays
2: to the strengths of how of how he makes films absolutely yeah. but but mixed with the witchcraft element though like it's just something about it is just dingy See, I, 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 I don't know what I, it is i love
0: rob zombie movies but i have not
2: seen this one yet oh, dude you're you're
0: missing out yeah. it's
2: it's a good one but but um, i can imagine that it has that typical rob zombie look to it Um, it does, but it doesn't. It has, it does in the sense that it's very, I don't want to say trashy, but I mean, there's a certain element of what Rob Zombie does best, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's dirty and it's dingy and it's dark and it's this and that. But what Rob Zombie is most known for is his gore. A lot of times, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the, the really gory stuff, the really over the top stuff. Characters it's not even so that. much
3: gore. It's more like the the realism in in his kills and stuff. Yeah, sure, like that. sure. Well, this movie like doesn't if have somebody gets hit across the head. They like have convulsions on the floor. Yeah. Uh, unlike in another movie, if somebody gets hit on the head, they just fall to the floor. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, this
2: movie doesn't really have any of that. It does when the when the witches in the beginning are being condemned, It tells the backstory of mm-hmm. of how the the Margaret uh, what was her name Marianne Margaret. I think her name was
3: no Margaret Morgan.
2: Margaret Morgan, that's it. Uh, she's like the main head witch person in the story, and it shows back in this sixteen uh, hundreds or whenever it was, yeah. uh, her being you know tried and all that stuff and being which killed.
3: which she was she was creepy as hell. Oh, she's amazing. Was, uh, this was Meg Foster. Yeah,
2: Meg Foster deserves an Oscar. Which they <laughs>
3: they uh, they actually offered this role to uh, Goldie Hawn. At I one saw point. that. Yep. Hmm. Which, I can't see it. Uh, yeah, me neither, really. I'm glad it. that they went with Meg Foster, because I don't think I would have been able to take it seriously with well, Goldie S-
2: Hawn. Speaking of, of of the actors in this movie, though, you have Sherry Moon Zombie, uh, Ken Forhey, who was a big guy in the, the 70s and the 80s, uh, Bruce Davison, uh, who I know mostly as um, the senator in the first X-Men movie.
3: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, yeah. Um, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips, who had an amazing role in Rob Zombie's 31. Yeah. Uh, D. Wallace, another '80s star. D. Wallace from
3: uh, Cujo. That yep. was one of my picks from last yep. week.
2: And uh, Meg, Meg, or Foster. two weeks ago. Yeah, Meg Foster's. Uh, like we were just talking about. Is, uh, Margaret also, Sid
3: Haig. A little, a little role from Sid Haig.
2: So Sid Haig and Michael Berryman are both in the opening scenes when uh, back in the olden days when they're killing the witches. Uh, I was reading today. Uh, they're they you. They had a much
3: bigger part in the movie. That's not the opening scenes. Isn't it, isn't it? That takes place later in the movie.
2: When they do the... Okay. Well, they, they flash back to the yeah. original coven. Maybe that's what I was thinking right. of. But uh, in the scenes where they kill that coven, though... Uh, it's Sid Haig and Michael Berryman who are putting the witch into like the the Iron Maiden and Iron all that Maiden, stuff. Yeah. And uh, they supposedly had a much bigger role they filmed. And this is the first film in 51 years of Sid Haig's career he was cut from. Really? So the only surviving parts are those little parts but there was so, supposedly so much more. Yeah, and there was also another whole film within a film that they shot starring uh, 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 Udo Kier. Is that his name?
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Udo Kier... Uh, Camille Keaton yeah you have it
3: clinton howard yeah clint howard so there's this yeah. whole other
2: film within a film that they shot cut from the movie i would love to see the unrated cut of this movie someday yeah they actually I hope that it
3: comes out i i think it's isn't it actually in the uh the deleted scenes on the on the blu-ray oh
2: you know what? if it is i didn't get that far oh i, I, I watched it, I, this movie late at night someone was over i went to bed but, <laughs> um if it is i'm gonna go go back and rewatch th- it
3: but i think it's all in there I, okay. i'm not i'm not entirely sure i thought that i read that it was though
2: Um, But yeah, uh, so a brief synopsis of of Lords of Salem. Uh, Sherry Moon plays a recovering drug addict, uh, Crack. (laughs) You know, the best of the drugs.
3: Mm, hmm. Um, Love made some crack.
2: She's a recovering drug addict that works as a DJ in a local radio station. And she gets sent this record that uh, comes in like an unmarked box, just says that it's from the Lords. And she plays it, and then when she listens to it, it's like a downward spiral from there, it's, and it's it, like this it has slow a, descent into it has madness.
3: a bewitching effect. Ooh, mm. <laughs> uh, not only on her, but when they play it on the air, it has a bewitching effect on every woman in town who listens to it. Yeah, so it's uh, so it's obviously the the music is creepy as hell. By the way, it is. It really. I can't really remember is. who did did, uh, did John, John John Five, five I believe, did the score for from it from yep. uh, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Yep.
2: So, you know, if if you like uh witch movies, obviously, uh this is definitely one to check out if you haven't seen it. It's it's slow burn, it's atmospheric, it's it's if you like especially if you like Rob Zombie movies, it's it's everything that you kinda want it to be.
3: I have to finish it up. I I don't I don't think I liked it quite as much as you mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just like I I think it was sorta over the top. Does it have that same vibe as uh just real quick you
0: mentioned the um a lot of witch movies have that same dark and kinda like yeah. feel to them
2: did it did rob zombies version of a witch movie feel like that I, th- I think that it did yeah i think it was a very foreboding atmosphere the entire time through and just, as the movie progresses it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper okay. and then by the end it's like it's a, it's a descent into madness is what it is yeah and, and that and maybe that's what i love the most about it is it's just this really uncomfortable crawl into hell like that's in t- the like, very I- end scene is is Immaculate in my, I, in my I, opinion. I
3: agree with you. I just like I I, I kind of get taken out of Rob Zombie movies sometimes because of the dialogue, and also the fact that <laughs> Sherry Moon Zombie's not a good she, actress. Okay. you know what's funny? You know the funny
2: thing is, I agree with you ninety percent of the time. I thought she was great in this movie.
3: She gets better as the movie goes on, but like in the beginning of the movie, it's like, like it's think, like she's reading off of cue cards. I
2: think I nah, see. I disagree. Yeah. I actually think that this is her best movie. Uh, this is her best Rob Zombie movie. Actually, probably all movies because she only does them. But um, I absolutely loved her in this too. Though I thought she, would, I thought for the character that she was playing, her 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 delivery was spot on. Yeah, personally,
0: that's right, you motherfuckers! I'm a witch <laughs> now, and I'm
2: still gonna kill you. See, there's none of that. Cack there's a thing there's none of that.
3: In well, except for the witches. The witches are like whores of Salem. You're rotten cunts. I can smell them from miles Dude. away. I was Jeez. like.
1: It's witches are like, creepy.
3: It's like pretty lighthearted stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: no, know, the
3: I, the witches were extremely scary. Yeah, yep. they were great depiction of them too. So anyway, uh, let's uh, let's move on to another witch movie, shall we? Okay, what do you got? Um, which one do you have? <laughs> hey, that's,
2: that's not gonna end tonight, is it?
3: Jay, what's a uh, what's uh, what's a uh, witch movie that you like? What up? What's What's uh, uh, What's, a, uh, what's uh, uh, What about the uh, the craft? Oh man, yes. And actually, and Michael, on I believe you hey, just saw this for of, the first time. Uh, craft, can you get me another craft beer? <laughs> how about a how about a craft cider? Sure. Okay. <laughs> that Blake cider
0: <laughs> sure has a, a lot of hops.
3: <laughs> oh, I thought that was just a, uh, an
0: alcohol thing.
3: Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Let's talk about the craft That's... because I love this movie. I just saw this movie. And did you love it? Loved it. I. What
2: did you this, think? This brought out the, the inner early 90s. Hell yeah. Prebubescent Mike that should have seen this movie when I first saw it. You know, like, ugh, I can't believe it took me this long to see it. I've always heard about it. You've actually given me shit for not seeing it before.
3: Yeah, I did. I give you a lot of shit. I think a lot of people kind of assume that it's like, I mean, it is sort of like a teeny bopper sort of movie in a way.
2: It's sort of the MTV witch movie. Right. But it's a little bit darker than that. Yeah. A little bit.
3: Like, Farouza as a. As like a goth, like you know what a good counterpart. She was she was creepy. You she know what a good counterpart in to this movie. movie would
2: be is in terms of tone. Yeah. would be like Jennifer's body. It's dark, but it still has sort mm. of like that teeny sensibility no, to it.
3: Because Gen- Jennifer body like. Jennifer's body, the the dialogue, like the Cody, no, tone. like I'm the about, I'm the, talking
2: about just tone.
3: Oh, I was gonna say because like no, the no, Diablo it, Cody style of writing. Yeah. Is, no, no,
2: no, no. I'm just saying like <laughs> it's dark when it needs to be dark though, but it still has that light-hearted teen sort of vibe to it.
3: It's like I mean like that's all I'm talking about. It kind of reminds me of and and because uh, Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich are both in this movie from Scream. They were both in Scream yep. the same year. It kind of has like the tone of scream as far as like a teen movie goes right i mean yeah. it's it's about witches so obviously it's different but it's got that same sort of feel to it yeah. i feel like I th- anyway i
0: thought it was cool because i was like 11 at the time i think when it came out yeah, 96 yeah. yeah and i was just getting into like the rock and roll stuff and joining a band and i was like oh it's like god i want to dye my hair like black <laughs>
3: <laughs> and wear chains and stuff did you wear a dog collar
0: no, not in public. You had liberty. <laughs> you,
1: you, you
0: had liberty spikes at one point, did. didn't you?
3: Oh yeah. I don't think I could I, never do it. I think you I had a, a mohawk a... at one point. I would but bring I was... them
0: back, but I would have maybe a liberty <laughs> spike. No.
2: You're,
0: you're, you're taking, just, you're on taking liberties on that, Jay. <laughs>
3: uh, um, yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen The Craft from 1996, directed by Andrew Fleming, uh, a quick synopsis is a new a newcomer. To a Catholic prep high school, played by uh, Robin Tunney. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her name is Sarah Bailey in the movie. She uh, falls in with a trio of outcast teenage girls who practice witchcraft, and they all soon conjure up various spells and curses against those who even slightly anger them.
2: It's, um, yeah. What? What? It was good. I don't know. I I, I, I,
3: it's, I, I really I really like this movie. This movie was responsible for me and my sister and all of the kids on our block. Painting your nails black? No, playing playing Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board during the oh, summer.
2: Okay. Oh, okay.
3: We used to go outside at like 10 o'clock at night under my parents' giant maple tree in the front yard. And we would play Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. and Did it ever work? Absolutely. We would have people up over our heads. Listen, I know that light as a feather, stiff as a board is like like a mind over matter, like power of suggestion kind of thing. But if you actually get yourself in the right mood, it works. It's like... You're looking at... (laughs) I don't believe him. No, (laughs) fuck you, because we would have people up over our heads. It's like
0: planking crossed with Chris Angel.
3: Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Playing Angel. You can I'll <laughs> I will I will give you phone numbers of every single person that I that I played light as a feather, stiff as a board with and they I'm will corroborate d- my story. How
2: about we just play it tonight? Let's
0: see how stiff as a board you can get.
3: <laughs> Sarah looks like she's <laughs> stiff as a board. <laughs> Sarah is yeah. passed out right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, we, we Sarah, for mentioning like that on the uh so. Yeah, that's all right. Uh so um, anyway, uh to round out the cast on this, like I said, Robin Tunney, Fruza bulk, Nev Campbell. Rachel True. Christine Taylor. Uh, Christine Taylor mm-hmm. from Hey Dude. Uh,
2: who was also <laughs> married to Ben, ben Stiller.
3: Stiller. And she was in uh, Zoolander. Dodgeball. Dodgeball yeah, yeah. Like basically every Ben Stiller movie. Yep. And uh, Meyer, which he's just a, such a random 90s dude that showed up in so many movies. But uh, So basically the uh, this girl when she moves to this, to this town and goes to this prep school, she doesn't know where to fit in. Mm-hmm. She kind of ends up Fitting in with this group of like goth chicks, and then they they start practicing witchcraft, and well, they realize it, that it she's gets the, f- the fourth. Like they need they need four of them to yeah, come, the, complete the circle. So are they are they supposed to be practicing Wicca in this movie? Because um, from my understanding of like what actual Wicca is, it's not like. There's no no really like dark force behind it or anything like I that. I think
2: that's a bit of a combination of Wicca and,
3: and like old school Wic- like black, black magic. magic. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, well, funny and funny enough, Farouza Balk is a practicing Wiccan. Yeah. She's a real Wiccan in real life. Like so, so this is pretty a perfect role for her. They actually used um, her as
3: like a as a, as a consultant. consultant on the yep. movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
2: and there is it's funny. There's a story. Uh, there's a scene in the movie when they're on the beach and they have the the, the circle of candles and they're they're calling to. Uh, um what was what was the uh what was the god's name uh manan manan yeah uh and 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 there's a story about when they were filming they had to actually go back and redo it because when they uh when they were filming it all the tide would suddenly start coming up and they were were conjuring the sea sea goddess or whatever it was well the
3: actual gaelic uh um god of the sea is named Mananan,
2: very similar to Manan. manan
3: And so they were, they were, they they would start this, uh, like they would start the scene and they would start this ceremony. And as soon as they started the ceremony, this tide like, would this come group in. Like there was a, uh, what do you call it? A flock of bats? A flock what of you, bats? A I don't, gaggle of bats? A gaggle of bats? <laughs> I don't know. And they would hover overhead and then the tide would swell yep. and come up and burn out and their the wind, candles. And the wind
2: would come up really high. And even the onset. Um, wiccan consultant they actually had another guy aside there.
1: From aside Balk. from from
2: Fruzaball, then another guy who was there to keep an eye on things and see if we're doing this correctly and whatnot and uh they were saying that even he kind of turned an eye to it like uh, uh what the fuck this ain't right <laughs> and <laughs> um, as soon
3: as uh, so uh Balk, who plays nancy downs as soon as she hits this line where she says um uh Manon, me." filmy the crew lost all power.
2: Yeah, the generators all went out, and it was just
3: weird. Pretty creepy yeah. stuff. Like that's that's pretty cool. I like, like hearing Poltergeist stories like that.
2: Exorcist level, like weird stuff
0: right. like that. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, um, so, uh, so uh,
0: could it be because she was a uh, practicing Wiccan herself? That maybe she had some extra powers I, I think, to bring I think what it is up. is that
2: when you're doing these movies, maybe it's not best to almost summon a real spirit if you believe in that stuff. Well, because the, <laughs> the guy,
3: the guy that the the, the uh, consultant said that the the script was written, they were using actual Wiccan incantations. Right. You know. So aside from changing the name, because the the name Manon was made, it was it was created just for the movie. Yeah. But aside from that, they're using actual, you know. Powerful incantations if you believe in that kind of stuff.
0: Well, we should look these up and we will try an episode <laughs>
2: on the beach and we'll record and we'll do all the spells. See if the tide swells and we'll do it. Um, um, so here, so speaking of having people on set or whatever and people that know what they're talking about in, in these in the arts or whatever, mm-hmm. um, brings me to actually one of my criticisms of the movie. Yeah. In that they spend a lot of time in this flick building up the. There's a shop that they go to to buy their their Wiccan materials, candles, books, and whatnot. It's a Wicca shop. And they make a pretty big deal in two or three occasions of talking about what is behind this curtain. And even in one scene, uh, Robin Tooney goes to look behind it, and the shopkeeper shuts it real quick and goes, you're not allowed back there. They make a big deal about what is behind it. They make a big deal about her, too, because Robin Tunney goes to her for help Mm -hmm. at one point in the movie. And then, excuse me. When she does finally go to her for help, she takes her into the back room. They're there for about two minutes. Something happens. Robin Tooney runs out, and that is the last that you see of this Wicca shop and this lady.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I was, I was kind of pissed because like they spent the entire movie building up this person and this room to be some big, all-powerful, secret thing behind it, and they did nothing with it. They did absolutely nothing. I and can't. I was really bummed out about it because I'm like, that should have been a big part of it. That wick, that that lady should have been like, should have helped out Robin Tuning at the end fight the 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 bad people. Right? Uh,
1: no,
3: I think it should have. because it was. I think it was more about her journey. I can't I can't really remember what happens in that room. Spoil it real quick. She
2: uh, she goes back there and it's like it's like her spell room. She's got all the candles mm-hmm. in a circle. Yeah, and it was built on like a holy place or something yeah. like that. And so she starts to do a conjuring, and then like this explosion happens. Or something something happens and it blows out like the the shop or something like that mm-hmm. um, and then Robin tooney gets scared and she runs out and goes back home that's it
3: I think it doesn't explain anything I think the point of that was to show how like the like the shopkeeper was showing her how powerful she was sure because that should be this might have a little bit to do with it but in the original script uh. It was it was implied that Robin Toon—I was calling her Tunny earlier wasn't I? Robin Tooney, It was it was implied that her character was the only one who actually truly had, had any powers. powers. Yeah, and you and see the that other the other ones were just like kind of, of leeching movie. off of her powers. Sure. So I, so maybe it just it, it was like meant to show that she was the one that was that truly had all the power.
2: That's true. But even still, though, you can do that without building up these two characters—the shop and the and the woman. They did not need to build those two characters up to the point where you expected something big to happen with them, and then it just falls flat, though. Like, they could have done that if, if all that was needed was to prove that one little point. They could have done that in a way that didn't build up these two characters for the movie.
3: That's weird that you took it that way. I, I never really even saw it that way at all. I just I,
2: Yeah, it bummed me out, because as soon as I was like, that's it? Like, I was expecting this big reveal at the end, like something like the shopkeeper knew who she was, maybe, or like I took it as, uh, and spoilers, sorry, but like Robin Tooney's mother, I took it as that her mother was was a powerful Wiccan or a witch.
3: Well, didn't um, they? Didn't they kind of? Not really. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they showed
2: a picture of her dancing at one point.
3: They did. Show, they did talk about at one point in time that her mother had the special gift.
2: But they, but. They, they still didn't really go into depth about it, though. That's the thing. They didn't really. I wish they would have explained her background a little bit more, just to get a sense of where her powers came from. Do you, you they think don't the, explain uh, it? Do you think
0: the curtain thing could have been more along the lines of like, um, I mean, like the whole Wiccan and black magic, like. Back in the days of Salem witch trial days, like this was, if you were into that stuff, you didn't tell anybody because you were going to be hung. Right, you know. Um, more along with like how secretive it had to be back then, and people that still do it when they practice it on their own, still kind of keep it under thing. wraps. Yeah, even if you're in their shop and you're buying that stuff, I don't want you back in my personal
2: business. Kind right. of Maybe, but if that's all it was, they didn't need to make a big deal out of it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Right. I just feel like they made a big deal out of something that wasn't that big of a deal in the movie. Yeah, that's my per. I mean, we've been talking a lot about this, but like, I think you're oh, making that's that, a big that was deal. my one downfall about the. movie. I think
0: you're making a big deal about something that isn't a big deal. <laughs> no, I'm <kidding. laughs>
2: You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a witch. Um, another thing that I do love though is uh, one of my favorite movies uh, of all time. Probably my number two mm-hmm. favorite movie of all time is that's not horror at all. It's a movie called Empire Records. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah! If you've never seen it, you're 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 failing at life. But Doing
3: yourself a disservice.
2: If you're in the '90s, if you're into alt rock, and if you're just into record stores, record
3: record stores,
2: which is a big part of my childhood. In all fairness, it's Rex Manning Day. It's Rex Manning Day. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Robin Tooney. Played a character in Empire Records, and for that character, she shaved her head, straight bald. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't. What I didn't know was that the craft came out right after Empire Records. Yeah. And so in this movie, Robin Tooney is wearing a wig the really? entire movie because <laughs> yeah. her head I'd was still that. shaved because of Empire Records. <laughs> Once you know it,
3: too, you can kind. Of, it's like you sure, see it, it's, and it's, it's pretty it, It's a good, it, wig, it's a good but wig, but you but, can kind of tell. Yeah. yeah.
2: It, but it was just kind of funny, Like, ah, oh, how did I never see this movie after? seeing empire records <laughs> right. like i just
3: right like that's what i was saying really like you being a a, a horror fan i can't believe that empire records which came out in 96 right
2: uh, 95 or 96 was right uh, before it
3: was one of your favorite movies and then this movie came well, out so close to that i didn't with see one of the same actresses. i didn't see empire
2: records when it first came out though like, oh, you didn't? I, when i was when that movie came out i was only 10 or 11 i was born in 85 yeah so ten or eleven when that movie came out, my brothers though would rent that movie religiously, and they would always have it on on VHS tape in our basement. and it was whenever like their friends would come over for watching a movie, Let's get them Play Records. it was mm. always a thing. So mm-hmm. I grew up with it secondhand of them watching it. and oh, then yeah. when I got old enough, I remembered it. I just rediscovered it on my own. and that movie, like my high school years, it was always in my DVD player hit play when I get home on loop. like oh, yeah. I've seen that movie. Probably five hundred times. Honest <laughs> to God, It's like, a great movie. It's 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 always been on, you know. Um, <clears throat>
3: uh, well, before we move on from uh, from the craft, one little tidbit here: as of uh, May t- twenty sixteen, so not too long ago, uh, it it did come out that they were planning a not a remake, but a, like a twenty years later continuation. Ooh, it's it was a rumor, but it had some legs. And uh, uh, Lee Geniac, who Directed honeymoon that movie that I talked about a few weeks ago. Yes. Yeah She was actually like slated to write and direct it so okay I, had, I would actually like to see what comes I, I thought she did an awesome Awesome job with honeymoon with that type of atmosphere. I think that uh, Like if she could kind of inject that into the the continuation and this age But still keep like the still keep some of the whimsical like teen teeny bopper kind of feel to it yeah in this I age of awesome. remakes
2: too i'm surprised that it hasn't actually been tapped yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. i'm kind of surprised because it was a, this movie did well from yeah. my understanding right yeah i think especially so. especially among tweens <laughs> tweens <laughs> <laughs> um I, I mean i thought that it always did so
3: yeah um yes yeah, so i i hope something comes of it I, th- I think that would be cool uh the next one where you're going to talk about is one uh, we both just watched for the first time it's called cherry tree Shall we tweet? Uh, it was directed by David Keating, which uh, didn't he you did, talk about a movie that? Yes,
2: he did Wakewood, which oh, I liked, okay. which I liked a lot. Yeah. Uh, so both these were Irish films, uh, or at least made in Ireland,
3: made in with Ireland the, with the
2: Irish Film Board and all that stuff. Right. Um, so European, we'll call it that.
3: I think this one, Cherry Tree, was supposed to kind of come across as being in London, in in in, in England.
2: Yes. <laughs> they did a goof though.
3: They did. They did.
2: Uh, in London, they still used the pound. However, when she went to the store, it was in euros. <laughs> Oh, so they they done goofed.
3: Do they? It's euros in Ireland.
2: Uh, the the uh, UK is the only European country, to my understanding, that still uses the pound. Oh. Everything else is euro. Hmm. So it was kind of a goof. Or if you live over there, you go, oh, wait a minute. So they wait changed the second. name from
0: the pound to a hashtag now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, ha- hashtag dollars.
3: Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. Why don't yeah, you give is- it a. What did you think of this? Uh, well, let's give a quick synopsis of this movie okay, first. Uh,
2: a young woman makes a uh, a fateful pact with a witch's coven that can save her father.
0: <laughs> what was that look for? What did you guys do? <laughs> Nothing. Not we just both. He tickled me. I laughed. He laughed. That's why we're laughing. Where's my beer? Could... <laughs> that it's in your hand. Oh gosh, that's
3: but, the worst.
0: Bud. <laughs> so, Bud. Ultra. Ultra. Ultra light. So my. <laughs>
3: It's it's weird because water is like delicious when you think that you're drinking water, <laughs> but they filled my beer can with water. Fiji, my... Fiji water, just yeah, so you know. Yeah, it's like it's a delicious water.
2: <laughs> we should have <laughs> filled it with booze. <laughs> I
0: to,
3: it's funny. It's like this is this life giving elixir, <laughs> but when you drink it and you're expecting something else, it's like what is this shit? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that tasted horrible. Yes, yeah. you guys are stupid good prank Uh, (laughs) anyway Um, uh so yeah it's uh did you already you gave a brief uh, synopsis right yeah
2: essentially uh we can make a drinking game by the way out of how many times i say essentially per
3: episode essentially
2: (laughs) all the time but essentially what happens is uh you have a girl whose father uh he has cancer and uh leukemia leukemia. to be more
3: specific
2: uh, they thought it was in in remission and then it came back or whatever and
3: He's just in a bad way or He's in a bad way.
2: He's going to die within like a month or something like that, or three months or something. Yeah, something. Um, and so she has a teacher, not to give too much away, but she has a teacher who basically says, here's an option, you have my baby, I will save your father's life. Mm-hmm. And the, the rest of the movie is that deceit and, and crazy journey that this girl goes on, you know, for for that,
3: it's uh, a it's a it's a co- uh, i mean, this isn't giving too much away because it's obviously a movie about witches. So sure. it's a, this coven of witches who they believe that this uh this cherry tree, in the middle of this park, like underneath the roots of this cherry tree, there's this uh sanctuary. Yes. And they believe like this is this is the oh, place there where
2: there is one. I mean, it's not that they believe it. Oh there yeah, is but, one but there. well, but...
3: I did. They believe that. Well, yeah, I guess not it's even these, that they believe it. It, it, <laughs> it is a, it is a sanctuary. And this is kind of where all their dark arts are practiced. Yep. And uh, if <laughs> I'll say this, if you are skeeved out by centipedes, centipedes. don't watch oh. this movie because oh. there are a shit ton of <laughs> them. Centipedes are cute. No, not not, <laughs> not mid- Amazonian Am-
2: like jungle centipedes. Yeah. Fuck that. these are
3: like giant centipedes, um, and because uh, they're, so, they're 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 meant to be like the uh, the familiars, like the the underworld familiars, and yep. they're kind of.
2: They they they're they're the, connected
3: the, to the underworld and also to our world. So anytime these witches need their their bidding done, these centipedes are kind of the the, the dudes who carry it out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the pretty nasty.
2: Um. So we mentioned the or I mentioned the teacher who makes the offer. She's played by Anna Walton. Uh, if you've ever seen Hellboy two, she was the princess. She's princess, princess or, yeah. Uh, uh, Nuala Yeah. In Hellboy two, mm-hmm. and when I was watching, this, I'm like, I know she looks really familiar. Like. Couldn't place her. Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh, ooh, that <laughs> is a boy. That's a thing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, and she's actually really good. I thought she played the role pretty, pretty badassly. Yeah, if I, pretty if badass-ly. I If I, if I may bad use badass-ly. that as, a, as, as an adjective.
3: Yeah, she was all right. Uh, this, I mean, overall, I, I thought this movie was pretty okay.
2: I agree. I like the first half of a lot better than I liked the second half. Yeah. I think the first half did a really good job of building the story and giving the mythology and, and, and putting everything in its place. And then, from the second half on, when it had to actually act on all that, mm-hmm. I thought that... I'm not going to say that it fell flat, but it didn't rise to the heights that I wanted it to get to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I they felt they could have done a lot more with it. Um, and what they did wasn't necessarily bad. I thought that the uh, the girl's character who got pregnant. Yeah, sh- she her whole character arc changed in a kind of a weird way, um, and even that wasn't done as well as I thought that it should have been done. Yeah, without giving anything away.
3: I mean, what did you think? You saw it? Um, <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, I, I like I said, I thought it was okay. I uh, the first half was definitely moody and kind of like uh, kind of a slow burn mm-hmm. and it just felt like to me like once they made the turn they kind of rushed the whole thing it almost felt like they needed to wrap it up at a at a certain pace and it, it, I, there was a lot of frustrating stuff like there was a scene where she went to stop uh, certain events from transpiring mm-hmm. and then once she was in the position to stop those events she, she literally just stood there and watched and it happen
2: she's not <sighs> She's not where she's supposed to be, and she makes a big scene, and nobody bats an eye that she's there. Right. Like, it's like, wait a minute. You think that all these people would be rushing to get her out of where she's not supposed to be? Right. And they don't care. And I then, will say this, though. There is one of the most shocking scenes that I've seen in recent memory at the end of this movie. Like, uh, I saw it, and I go, ooh!
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God!
2: They, they did... What I didn't think they were going to do. Yeah, holy shit.
3: We'll say uh, it's a it's the type of scene that my wife would not want to watch, and we'll just leave it at that. Yes, just uh, just to avoid spoilers.
2: Man, it's bad too. Like like oh my god. There's <laughs> a Well,
3: I'm about to kind of spoil it, but there's something with there's something about witches and what I'd actually be interested to hear what a like a real practicing. Like, Wiccan person well, I don't think has.
2: Wiccans do blood sacrifices? No, no, no. no. That, but that's. <laughs>
3: like, I'd kind of like to hear what. Uh, like, somebody who actually practices witchcraft in real yeah. life, what they think of Hollywood's portrayal of witches. Because. We should do, we should do because a... witches Because witches love to kill children. <laughs> do, we should witches. do a, a video. In, in the movies, not we in real life. We
2: should do a video portion of the show where we actually do the research and have interviews with people. And talk about movies that
1: we're gonna, represent we're gonna, them. We're going uh,
2: to do exactly that.
0: I'll see if that I can. That would be uh, fun. Actually, we'll be traveling to Boston again come August, I think.
3: Are you so, going to Salem again? So
0: if maybe if I hit up Salem again, maybe I can get some uh, some interviews from people over there.
3: Is it? Did you get the like when you were there? You got the sense that there are a lot of people there that still kind of practice. Oh the... yeah,
0: it's, it's like almost how Mike portrayed in the beginning of the episode. Um. um all these witch movies, how they all have the same kind of vibe and overall feel through them. They're yep. Very like uh just going about their thing and dark at the same time. Like sort of like, eerie. Yeah, like, kind like of how you picture of Seattle, Seattle. Like it's always raining. That's how I felt in Salem. Like all the people felt like that. Everyone was there. Was it was very gothic.
3: Almost like everybody's got kind of a dark secret. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like like every. It, it was like how you would think it would be like everyone was very gothic like and you know people still go and in, in the, the the 12 witches that got hung they don't have gravestones but they got benches mm-hmm. in this little like yep. memorial area and people still go put flowers on them on a daily basis yep. like to commemorate their lives it was just a very weird town weird it's
2: yeah. it a real somber atmosphere throughout
3: yeah like i mean it and i imagine they they want to keep it that way because it's good for business, it's good for tourism. Well,
2: there's you know that I mean? too. But I've actually heard that Salem does actually have a large community of practicing Wiccans, though. Like yeah. it's just it's it, the area has drawn people in over the years, right? And they're really they they are if there. And it feels it, that way because they're there. there. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's like the the Mecca for witchcraft or the Wicca. The Wicca, <laughs> <laughs> but supposedly
0: lots of weird stuff happens there. We did a, a tour, and uh, the tour guide said uh, he didn't believe in. Any of that stuff, or ghosts, or nothing like that, He's, before moving in, he said, wholeheartedly believes in all that
3: stuff now. Really? I'd yeah, after being it. there. Love wow. to do it. Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> um,
2: so moving on from Cherry Tree, we have one that uh, I think we're going to talk about at the end, correct? Which one? Which would be the new Blair Witch. Yeah. Uh, however, real quick, before we get there, yeah, I want to talk about... <laughs> Drag me to hell yeah now this is different it's not witchcraft in the normal sense this is gypsy witches yeah is, it's still witches, but it's different the subgenre, a if you will, of dark,
3: witchcraft, <laughs> dark magic. of um, sorts. I won't yeah.
2: say too much about it. If you've seen Evil Dead Two, <laughs> yeah, um, then you then you're familiar with how this movie is. It's directed by Sam Raimi, starring <clears throat> Allison, Laurent, and Justin Long.
3: Um, I, I haven't seen. Uh, let me just uh, say this real quick. I haven't seen any of Ash, Ash versus <laughs> Ash. <laughs> I haven't seen any of Ash versus Evil Dead got- except for like trailers and stuff like that. Yeah. But when I see the trailers, I get the same kind of tone from those as I did from Drag Me to Hell. Uh similar. Yeah.
2: However, there's good reason for that. Ash vs. the Evil Dead takes on the the tonal qualities of the Evil Dead movies. Right. Right? Um Drag Me to Hell also does because Sam Raimi and uh whoever he wrote it with. They wrote this movie directly after Army of Darkness. Really? And, and they sat on it for years. Oh, wow. That's why it has those same tones in it. They they wrote this movie, and I don't know if... I'm just hypothesizing here, but like maybe they thought it was too close to what they've been doing and they wanted to do something else. Yeah. And so they had this script, and they just put it on the
3: shelf for a while. Or maybe it was one of those things, like the, the type of things that they wanted to accomplish uh, visually, you couldn't do back then?
2: Um. Well, I'll be honest with you, as much as I hate to admit this... There's some really bad CG. Is there <laughs> really? I,
1: mean? yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't.
3: remember a, a ton of. of, of scenes, it.
2: There's a couple of scenes in particular where she, like the uh, Alison uh, LaWan's character, uh, she's she's getting or, or Laurent rather, she's getting barfed on. Like and like the soul of the person's like coming out onto them, sort of. Yeah. And it looked really bad. Doesn't like, it really bad CG. Yeah. I watch it. and I go, oh Sam Raimi, what are you doing? That like, part.
3: Wait, when the when the woman was like on top of her puking onto her.
2: Um. That it, was. No, there's that. There's another scene where it's it's she's standing up when it happens. Maybe no, it's different.
3: Because isn't there a part where she's like puking worms and stuff onto her, or was that in The Conjuring? That was. Uh... I'm. I'm. There are. There are two very similar scenes in the. Conjuring you're making and me second
2: me- guess what I've. What I just. What I just saw in Drag Me to Hell. How you just watched it? You're making. <laughs> you're making me second guess it for some reason. I don't know. Point is though, the puking scene in Drag Me to Hell though is bad. When you is watch it? it though, it's it's just not good. Um, that being said though, everything else in the movie is is pretty fantastic. The
3: only time I ever saw this movie was at. We went to the Bruin View. Inferno. i just
2: realized what you're talking about sorry not to cut you off i
3: just realized what you're talking about yeah
2: that's those those scenes that you're talking about are all are all good yeah there's there's so many scenes of her getting puked on by the witch (laughs) with just disgusting (laughs) viscous crap that yeah. comes out
3: of her mouth Ugh.
2: it's disgust. it's so gross they
3: that old lady that's all real yeah the that's old, old lady in that movie is just vile yeah like um, every time she was on screen i was just like oh yeah God, she's gross. so gross I, um, I just
0: realized something interesting about this movie the uh um over the summer my sister and a girlfriend sarah uh, worked on a movie called the pickle recipe with david pamer uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, and they're like oh yeah this guy and i you know the name sounded familiar and i looked his face oh yeah that guy's in everything and then i couldn't i'm like the hell movies was he in? I couldn't figure it out. Well, he's in this movie.
3: He's a lone oh, officer. Yeah, he's the <laughs> alone, so that's officer. right. Yeah, yep, you're right. You're right. You're oh, oh, right. oh! And that's one of the grossest scenes too. Where he walks back to the desk, and she's and she's blood. She's puking <laughs> yeah. blood all over him. Like, uh, I was talking about when she's take doesn't she take her fake teeth out to eat that's a hard not with candy?
2: The, yeah, that's not with him though. She's the uh, 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 Allison Lorenz character. Is she's talking to the loan officer, and when she walks back to her desk. She's suckling on this hard candy with her teeth out, oh, and there's so yeah. much slime oh, all cool. over with like the teeth. Oh, it's so gross. Yeah.
3: And then she like coughs up some phlegm into a Kleenex or something. It's oh disgusting. my
2: there the, the amount of viscous in this movie is unsettling. <laughs>
3: I uh I I. That's the kind of stuff that gets it's, to me. Like, I can a, watch people get beheaded and gutted and, and stuff all day, but it's like phlegm and snot and it's shit. It's a good horror stuff. comedy. Moist. It's a great yeah.
2: horror comedy in that Whoa. classic Evil what Dead sense, though. I said moist. Moist. Moist phlegm. Oh, <laughs> As opposed to, like, hard phlegm? Well, no,
3: it's just that the word moist is generally pretty, like, disgusting. In moist
2: itself. sternum.
3: Oh, you did. <laughs>
1: What does that even mean?
3: You know. <laughs> Fun fact about me: I don't like when people touch my sternum, or talk about it, or look at it.
2: Moist phlegm on your sternum. <laughs> All right, carrying
3: on. Oh, and, anyways, uh,
2: um, anyway, anyway, this movie, like I said, it, it's a it's a fantastic horror comedy. It's exactly what you want from Sam Raimi. Like whenever I see Sam Raimi's doing a new movie, I just want it to feel like this. Like, yeah. That's what he excels at. Um, this Triangle movie, it's I guarantee you, it's not going to be like this, but. I guarantee you it's going to have his stamp
1: all over yeah, it. Yeah,
2: sure. Um, another thing I love is that Sam Raimi, uh, in every single movie he has ever made, has his Delta 88. In the car. It. The automobile yeah. Delta 88. Even in his Western, it was in it.
3: Wasn't it like uh It was just... and it was in The Quick and the Dead. It, didn't they strip it down? They stripped it down and they
2: used the chassis as part of the wagon.
3: Yeah. Have <laughs> you seen The Quick and the Dead? I
2: have not. I, Dude, I know about I used, it, but I have I, not seen it. They used to it.
3: play that on Showtime like twice a week. I love that movie.
2: Yeah. Um. So hopefully Triangle will have at least somewhat of his characteristics in it. Yeah. You know, like, he did Oz and the Spider-Man movies and stuff like that, and that was more of his Hollywood side. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he maybe goes back to it after doing Ash vs. the Evil Dead. That'd be awesome. Ass- oh, awesome. Awesome. That'd <laughs> uh, be awesome. But, um... Uh, yeah, Drag Me Hell is great though. If you haven't seen it, it's a treat. I love, it's, it's I love the end of movie. that.
3: I love the end of that movie because it's you're, such an
2: upper ending. Yeah, you're expecting
3: <laughs> one thing, something else hits you, and you're like, "Damn it, that was awesome!" So,
2: uh, so yeah, you know, you know who else is saying, "Damn it"? What? The chick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Damn it. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Um, right, right, so that, so, uh, that brings uh, us to the finale. Yeah, our grand finale. The grand. Which uh, do you want to actually talk about? Which, which what? Which 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 one do you want? To, <laughs> do you want to actually talk about both the original? I do. I and in in the uh, it's Jay. not a remake. It's a bring us a sequel. into the
0: masterpiece that is the Blair Witch Project. All right, the Blair Witch Project. Three film students traveled to Maryland to make a student film about a local urban legend, the Blair Witch. The three went into the woods on a day on a two day hike to find the Blair Witch and never came back. One year later, the students' film and video were found in the woods. The footage was compiled and made into a movie.
3: The Blair Witch Project. Bow,
2: chicka, bow,
3: Sounds Witch. like sex to me. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, uh, like aside from all the fan theories and everything that's come out since, this movie was incredible. It set a precedent. It was the first. Far, cause it, it wasn't the first film footage, but it was the first movie to use the... It was the first the, of the, that the, magnitude, though. It, like, yeah. it
2: really captured exactly what they set out to do.
3: It's the first movie that really used the... Sony Handycam-ish vibe.
2: No. It
0: was the first (laughs) movie to use
3: viral... Internet marketing. Vito's gonna throw a bitch fit because you guys won't stop interrupting (laughs) me. (laughs) No, like the 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 ad campaign they used for this movie was ingenious because they set it up much in the like a like akin to uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh yeah. The way they made that feel real. People legitimately thought they were dead. Yeah. Yeah. Like like people saw. Oh my God. They saw missing at least. Yeah. Yeah. They saw this trailer for the Blair Witch Project and they're like, I'm going to the movie theater. To see a movie about people who died out in the woods. Like this yeah. is this is crazy. Which and, is which is And aw- it was completely genius. Tell
2: me though, if, if there was a move that came out that was legitimately the last footage that people had ever seen, and there was some sort of weird mis- mis- mysteric- Mysterious. Mysterious. <laughs> we'll get there. We're working with folks. Black Philip is taking over my vocabulary right now. <laughs> um, but if there was a mysterious thing in the woods, and you suppose we were going to see the last footage. Wouldn't you go? Um, I absolutely would. Are you I kidding would, me?
1: I
3: would, but I don't think that they would actually release it to... Well, sure they wouldn't. But, you like, you know. if but they did,
1: it's, I'd be all that's, over it.
3: That's what's even more amazing about this is that they actually were able to convince the entire world that that they that, they that gone, they got yeah. permission to, like, show this in, in theaters. You're like... To show these the these people's last moments on Earth in theaters, which is crazy, and yeah. people bought into it. I know that when I went, I I saw it in the theaters. 1999, so I was uh, 14 I years didn't. old. I
2: didn't. I wish that I would have. I did not.
3: I well, I was I so I was out to lunch with my dad, and then we saw uh, one of my best buddies, Charlie, uh, walking to the theater with his dad. And they go, we're going to see a movie. You want to come? And my dad's like, oh, yeah, I got some stuff to do. Why don't you go with them? And I'm, he had I, didn't, no I didn't even know what I was going into. <laughs> and they're, I'm, I'm like, what are we going to see? And they're like, oh, it's called the Blair Witch Project. I was like, okay. And I left. Is it like Hocus Pocus? I yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, where's Bat Midler? <laughs> and, and I left. And I, I'm pretty sure that I didn't sleep for like five days because it was, it was. It was absolutely real. Everything about it, I was like, it I just watched these people real, die yeah. on film, and it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And, so and scary. The fact
2: that they too, one of the one of the most genius things about this movie is, they they didn't only just put the movie out. They put out. Documentaries. They documentaries.
3: put out websites. Yeah. They put out journals. Actually, jur- yeah, like journals. Heather Donahue's journals and stuff.
2: But there's there's a the blockbuster exclusive uh, sticks and stones documentary mm-hmm. that is all about the Blair Witch. And then there was the, the uh, Burkittsville seven. Burkittsville seven. Yeah. Uh, and there's the curse, a Curse, of the, curse Blair of the Blair Witch was another one. Yeah. Like they really went out of like their way this, to sell all the this, fact that this a real thing. The the real witch was out there abducting people. Yeah. Like all like,
3: this supplemental material. To to make you buy into it even more. The thing was oh, like, and, and they it never, worked, and it worked. Yeah. that's the best part. The, about the it.
2: internet was a thing then.
3: Yeah, but
0: it, but it wasn't it as was, like huge as it where everything is digital. Wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. I'm waiting for the internet to boot up. Because that's, that's how it was back then. <laughs> 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 the Q, the Skrillex, Hold on. Um, the we're old AOL <laughs> dial up tone. Yeah, but <laughs> but,
0: but you, people didn't hop on and go, well, well, shit, let me see if this is legit right here yeah. and look it up real quick. They right. just bought into it. Yeah. It, was, a it was, was kind of like, like that weird, weird in between time. You know? It was like, you know, we're coming out of the magazines into the digital stuff and it it, it was real. All was right. right. was things. And
3: it was like back then you didn't have like blogs where people would. Do fan theories and no. stuff. It's like if you went on to Yahoo, and and typed in the Blair Witch Project, the only site that popped up was the site for the Blair Witch Project and anything having to do with the actual movie. So everything right. that you were seeing was there was no onion. Was like trying free, to convince that you that, that it was things real. Things
2: existed on the internet back then. There or, was like there was the news. Mm-hmm. There was Blair Witch. It's the news and Sylvia Saint.
3: <laughs> oh Sylvia Saint! Wow. <laughs>
2: That's it. That, that's a, that's that, an old jam. Basically, <laughs> porn and movies and news. That was it. That was it. That existed on the internet back then. You know.
3: So, have you guys seen anything about the uh, the? Porn. Fa- <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you guys seen anything about the fan theories for the original Blair Witch movie? Um, I, read, I read into him a little you bit. Met,
2: you actually mentioned something about this a few episodes back mm-hmm. about how uh, the two guys actually lured her. Heather I, into I have the woods. since
3: watched the video. I have as well. And there's a there's a there's a theory that there is not and never was a Blair, Blair, witch, Blair witch, but uh, but Mike and Josh actually lured Heather out into the woods to kill her. To kill her.
0: Um, yeah, it's but a, it's there's a...
3: also but there's also theories that go along with the canon of uh the new movie. Yes. Which well, still suggests So that... we're
2: going to we're going to we're going we're gonna to
3: crossfade into the new yeah, movie. Yeah, we're going to kind of so push them together now, a little. So now
2: bit. we're going to be talking about Blair Witch that came out last year.
3: Well, I'm still kind sort of, of talking of. about both. But,
2: but we're we're blending right, right now. That's yeah. my point.
3: So, there's there's also fan theories that kind of blend with the new one that mm-hmm. still suggests that Mike and Josh may have been the murderers or or more specifically Josh, but not really of his own volition, like maybe he was yes. under the like it was still him carrying I out the murder, theory, but it was it was he was under the power of uh the witch. The dark side. The v- v- <laughs> um, um
2: yeah. I, and it, I honestly, this is a theory I kind of buy into as far as the films go. Yeah. Um, especially after seeing the third movie that, that we just watched the other night. Yeah. The uh, remake. We finally watched the remake. Not so, the but, remake. Well, the 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 the, the, sequel. the, the reequal, <laughs> if you will. Because they do, do they, you, they do retread a lot of ground in it. They do.
3: They they use a lot of the same. Yeah, it is still
2: a continuation. Right. So a reequal. Here's the thing is I'm w- coining that word by the way. Here's the
3: thing is like we uh we were watching it and I was like I was like they they kind of they kind of replaced all the like subtle nuanced terror of the original Blair Witch project mm-hmm. with cheesy jump scares. But then But they were jump scares that worked. We the, all jumped at them. But then they don't
2: but, don't not admit. Stop to interrupting, that.
3: I'm interrupting just me. But then they addressed it. Because like after four or five jump scares the girl go. Uh, um, what was her name? A- not Ashley. Uh, crap. Lacey? Is that her name? Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> she goes. She finally goes like one last jump scare. Corrections happ- for next week. No, it's Lisa. Uh, like one last jump scare happens, <laughs> yeah. and she goes. She goes. God, I wish everybody would stop doing that. So it was, it's it was like, playing play on. Yeah, it's kind of. It was, kinda, it was uh, meta. I don't know. <laughs> Did I use so it right metal. that time? It was metal. It was super metal, but uh, it was cool. It was a cool take on it because it was uh, at this point now in 2016. You have all this different. Everybody
2: te- does jump scares.
3: I I was getting at like the technology that they use, like the drone, the uh, the blue oh, gotcha. the Bluetooth earpiece cameras and stuff like that. Because everybody has a problem with found footage nowadays because. They're like, if you were in this situation, there's no there's no reason that you would ever still be filming. Like, like who's like everything is filmed. Like who's yeah, whose first thought when something super scary is going on, whose first thought is to grab their camera?
2: Well, and they got around it by putting the earpiece. Right. They were were wearing like they were
3: wearing like uh, like Bluetooth uh, earpiece. But who
2: goes to sleep with those on?
3: Well, that well, was the point. Like they they wanted to document the entire thing.
0: All you yeah. got to do is so hack the- into like some satellite, and you can just <laughs> record everything off there. Heck, they they had uh, some kids that in uh, Michigan here that were in some park, and they were walking through the woods, and they spray painted some signs along a trail in the middle of the woods, and they caught their clear as day pictures on cameras all throughout the woods as they were walking. There's cameras in there, in the trees, just hiding up in the air.
3: Well, probably like um, like uh, like uh, like deer. The, the same kind that yeah. deer hunters the put tra- up on trap cams, yeah, trap cams, yeah. exactly. Uh, and I think people do like the DNR puts those up for culling purposes, right? right. to see like the population of deer, or if there's
2: co- <laughs> well, now they don't care,
3: or if there's coyotes and stuff like that. What do you what? Why
2: it's political, we're not getting into it. Oh, jeez.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, anyways. Um, yeah, so the uh, the new Blair Witch project, um, or not the Blair Witch <clears throat> project, but just the Blair Witch, not even the Blair Witch, just Blair. Witch. It's not witch. even a
2: project anymore. <laughs> I, there's a Blair, there's a witch, and there's a project. We're we talking about the projects. The are projects. We talking about the, uh, the witches. Are we talking about the Blair? Yeah, no, Who no. The so, Blairs. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: I just I got the uh, I got the title mixed up. So Blair Witch. Uh, it was directed by Adam Wingard.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Written by Simon Barrett and uh, Adam Wingard. Uh, what so, else did
2: Adam Wingard do?
3: Uh, you're next oh yes um, the guest and I, I knew I did, knew the name I knew and he, VHS and he did one of the segments nope. in VHS yep, yep. yep.
0: the uh, original one
3: <laughs> so the, the the rundown on on Blair Witch 2016 is after oh, dis, both uh, after discovering a video showing what he believes to be his vanished sister Heather, James and a group of friends head to the forest believed to be inhabited by the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning of this movie uh, James this character is watching uh, a video online. And he thinks it's a sister. He thinks he sees the reflection Definitely. of his sister Heather, Heather Donahue from the original movie, uh, in the mirror.
2: Well, before you go any further, though, I, because Vito pointed it out to me, spoilers. There's yes. no really, there's no way that we can talk about this without giving spoilers. Yeah, so, so spoilers if you, ahead. If you don't want to hear it, uh, fast forward. I'm going to give you a couple seconds.
3: You don't really need to give him a couple seconds. They can just fast forward. You well, by <laughs> you talking, we literally uh, so, just did. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> So, there's a theory about this movie, and it holds a lot of water. I think it's what we both believe uh, that it's a a time loop.
2: That, yeah, okay. It's not so. I I think that 90% of people understand that that's probably what's happening. It's still theory, but it's probably a really, really popular theory at this point. I mean, I it mean, happened. there's I there's there's happened, a shot
3: yeah. in the very beginning of the movie and a shot in the very end of the movie that pretty much give away yeah. the fact so, that it so is in fact a time. The loop.
2: the original shot, spoilers like we said, that the uh, the main character is seeing you know Heather's brother who is seeing in the beginning. The whole reason they go out in the woods to find her to begin with. That shot takes place in real time at the end of the movie. Right. So pretty much what you're seeing is that there is a time loop going on. Where they were basically seeing themselves in the future, didn't even know about it.
3: So, kind of the idea behind this is that uh, the Blair Witch herself, whatever she may be, Mm -hmm. if she has a physical form... Which we've never seen. uh, Correct, according to Adam Wingard, but we'll get into that. But uh, Or if she's just a a, a force of some kind. She kind of, in in the Black Hills, uh, which is where this takes place, she kind of can control... Uh, not only time, but like the physical makeup, the physical landscape of this region.
2: It's kind of like the Black Hills Triangle. It's like the Bermuda sort of. Triangle of the Black Hills. Like, you, once you go in there, shit's all fucked up. Right.
3: <laughs> because there's a part in the beginning of the movie where they come across a tree, and it's a very distinct looking tree. And it's and it, there's nothing but uh, like a trail and woods around them. And at the end of the movie, they come they come up to that Back exact to same tree. tree and, and now there's
2: a structure next to it. Right. What structure is it? What structure?
3: <laughs> and to take it a little further, uh, for anybody listening who has seen the movie and would like to hear our personal theory, to take it a little further, we actually kind of came to the conclusion that not only is there a time loop, but uh, it's almost like a multi-dimensional kind of thing where mm-hmm. uh, two points in time are actually crossing paths. Yes. Because there are parts in the end of the movie where uh, where James and Lisa, who are the the two main or like two of the main characters from the new Blair Witch movie, yep. see things in Rustin Parr's house uh, that seem to be kind of coinciding with. What's happening in the first movie? Seems to the Blair Witch Project. We don't have
2: a whole. There's not substantial proof for it, but it's something that we think happened.
3: It's almost. It's almost like, like I said, uh, like their timeline is happening, and and Heather Donahue and 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 Mike and Josh, uh, their their timeline is happening. So it's almost like when you're watching. At some point, at some point, they cross paths. They're like they're not uh so it, there's other, there's been well, other there's movies there's been other movies like this where you're you're talking about two linear like two linear timelines but they're not running parallel to each other they're running uh at an angle yeah and and so at at some point in time they actually cross paths but then they go past each other right
2: yeah, so like there's there's a part in the movie where if you're watching the original Blair Witch project, there's a good possibility that outside of a window perhaps the characters from Blair Witch are looking in, right, and you
3: wouldn't even know it.
2: Right. Yeah, it, it's it's
0: this, a cool. This theory. sounds this it's sounds confusing. Proven.
3: This sounds confusing. Probably just listening to it and like because we had a. Mike and myself and my wife had like a, a two hour two hour conversation after this movie about how this all went and down.
2: To, to point out too, none, neither none of us expected this was going to be the movie that had the whole onion effect, right? You like, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, none of like, us expected that we were going to sit and actually dissect this movie as much as we did. Yeah, and it was kind of a treat that we were able to. It yeah. actually reinvigorated me to the series.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And I hope that they actually do more. I really do. Uh, I'd love to see more. I don't want... Don't keep it the way it is. Like, keep keep adding layers like let's just like, like saw for example the Saw movie the further you get into it you realize holy shit you're watching saw five there's no way they could have done this without knowing what they were going to do in the first movie right well, they, they didn't it. but it's they, so brilliantly written
3: that's what's that that's you're what, just
2: pulling layers back you that's know? what's
3: cool about uh the blair witch project and blair witch is i can guarantee that back in uh 1997 or whatever when they were writing the blair witch project they no don't clue they, yeah yeah but they were able to, uh, Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett were able to kind of dissect the original and and make make the characters cross paths in a way that actually made it seem like they must have had one in mind when they wrote the yeah. other. What Which I, they didn't, but it, it's you know cool that they were able to make that effect.
2: I would love to see the original filmmakers from The Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. right? Come back, remake Book of Shadows themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep keep the storyline. Remember, it's a remake, so keep a lot of the same like the same beats that they hit. Well, it's not but, a remake, but make oh, it, you mean like no, re, okay, remake re, yeah. remake Book of Shadows, right. hitting a lot of the same notes they hit in the original, mm-hmm. but make it to where it actually makes sense that bridges the Blair Witch Project and Blair Witch, right? Kind of like how and would you still yeah, want
3: it to? Would you still want it to be a, a, a narrative rather than a um, found footage movie? i
2: totally okay with that, but but make it to where it's the same story. Uh, hell, bring about the same characters. I don't care. <laughs> but make it to where it legitimately links the two movies in a way that makes sense.
0: Yeah. You know what what I want to see, I want to see the originators of the Blair Witch come back and do their version of Paranormal Activity, and Paranormal Activity creators come back and do their version of Blair Witch, and <laughs> boom, <laughs> see what
2: happens. The Paranormal Blair... Project, <laughs> the Blair Bitch
0: activity, <laughs> the, the Blair Bitch.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: I, uh, there was I was I was looking up information about this movie about Blair Blair Witch and then also about Blair Witch Project and something that I never knew existed popped up. It's it's called the Bear. The bear Tits Project. <laughs> well, you
2: know, there's also there's two bear Wench Projects as well.
3: So there's oh wow, so there's lot lots of, of porn parodies. Lots of porn parodies. Uh, <laughs> so if you're interested,
2: well, what's what what easier porn parody is there to do to take a a, a VHS camera into the woods and have sex? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much the easiest yeah, that's, thing that's, ever. That's, that's pretty
3: much what the first half hour of Book of Shadows was.
2: <laughs> sort of, sort of. I'm one of the, there is redeeming parts of Book of Shadows. I, there I'm, are redeeming parts.
3: I'm one of the rare exceptions to the hatred toward that movie because I saw it when I, I I saw it back when it came out, and the fact that there's like little hidden messages interlaced through the entire movie, yep. and like you have to figure out this puzzle and stuff. Novelty. It was a novelty. Right. Me and my buddy Matt, like we we ate that stuff up. So like. We kind of like well, the movie, actually.
2: In Blair Witch, there's kind of the same thing. They're the new Blair Witch. Uh, and every time the movie cuts, there's like little flashes of something in between the cuts.
3: Right, like you were you were um, saying, because they're using they're using really nice like a, a DSLR camera yeah. and. Uh, no, we watched. And, the, we watched. And you were saying like digital cameras these days, nice digital cameras don't make those little weird cuts. No, they
2: don't at all. we we dissected that it was the witch that was probably causing it.
3: Like a, yeah, interference um, and stuff. But if you have, actually go back and watch those,
2: we were watching it digitally, so we couldn't really like pause, pause, pause. If you have the Blu-ray though, I'd be really interested to watch it and see what every single frame that right. you see actually encapsulates. Because there's probably a lot of shit.
3: Because we did manage, we did manage to pause on one part. And it was yeah. a picture of Mike and Heather, right? Yeah. yeah. Mike, so, so, Mike and Heather from the original standing was, yeah. next to one of the stick men. So
2: there's a lot of hidden shit. We also happened to see the the map.
3: Oh, the, yeah, we I mean, did.
2: Now, we were looking for it, and we knew it. But we did see it mm-hmm. without pausing and seeing it the first way through. So
3: Whoever found it. If you don't know what we're talking about, Adam Adam Wingard Adam Wingard put out on Twitter that uh, the 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 map from the original Blair Witch Project that Mike supposedly oh, kicked right. into the river yeah is somewhere in Rustin Parr's house.
2: Another reason the that the time travel is probably a plausible thing.
3: Ta- uh, time loop or time not loop. really time not, travel. Not travel. But the, the yeah. time
2: loop though exists because things are really out of whack. Like, right.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. So he said, "I'll give anybody who can find that map in this movie two hundred dollars." Nobody found it theatrically. Didn't he up and it? And then he upped it to four hundred dollars. Yeah. And then once the Blu-ray came out, some guy managed to yeah. find it, probably because he went through and like frame for frame <laughs> watched the movie. But we did manage to spot it when we were watching yeah. it, so it yeah. was kind of cool. I like the fact that uh, once they were inside the house, it it was the same house that the original crew from the Blair Witch project was in yep. but it was different because it had uh, like, like the theory went there was this idea that the Blair Witch could manipulate things sure, right. so like you like, run, you'd run they're upstairs running, they're running down halls and like in the original, it's it's basically it's it's the layout of like a pretty yeah. normal house, yeah. like there's there's a few doors, there's a few hallways, stairs and stuff like that, in this one they would walk into a room and turn every which way, there'd be doors on every side of the room. There'd be like hallways with like five doors on mm-hmm. either side. So it's the and, the and idea the was that she could only, like physically manipulate things around them, you know. The what house I mean?
2: is only like two stories. Right. Two or two or three stories. And I feel as though correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel as though they he ran up like four or five flights of stairs.
3: Well, uh, I think it was two stories plus an attic. Okay. And then a basement.
2: Okay. So maybe it wasn't that maybe that's not then.
1: But it, was, did, it did seem I, when like. When I was
2: watching it, it seemed as though, like, every time he'd run up a flight of stairs, there was more above him. Like, yeah. it just kind of seemed like they were, like,
1: it was like a labyrinth. Almost, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly.
3: Maybe that wasn't the case, but. So, uh, uh, we should start wrapping this up. Uh, overall, the the new Blair Witch movie. It's great. I thought it was good. Yeah, we both really liked I it. I liked it a lot, yeah. Um, Jay, you definitely need to check it out, dude. Indeed. And,
2: uh, oh, speaking of The Woods, which was the tentative title of.
3: That was a okay, yeah, I I forgot to bring that up. Like the way that I said that the the marketing was genius for the original Blair Witch project, the marketing for this was pretty genius too because they kind of did a sneak attack sort of thing. Cuz like 2 years leading up to the to the actual release of Blair Witch, mm-hmm. this movie was being like they were showing trailers for this movie under the title The Woods. The Woods and we talked about it on facebook when the first trailer came out and we're like oh man this movie looks sweet yeah. not knowing that it was a blair witch movie yeah and uh, once they re- and then i think that i think we watched a cam video of somebody watching the trailer at uh, comic con oh, or it was something was news
2: i think it was just news that it came out at comic con
3: oh i remember watching a cam i didn't oh you yeah. guys were
0: watching cam videos together
3: <laughs> cam <laughs> girls steve <laughs> klein
2: I listen to newfound glory today <laughs>
3: Yeah, so anyway, uh, I think that's pretty much well, it. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I was going to say, well, the reason that, that brought me up to it is because Honorable Mentions. Yeah. Movie called The Woods, directed by Lucky McKee, is all about witches. Oh, yeah. know goes to a boarding school run by witches it's awesome check it out um, another
3: one speaking of speaking of schools run by witches we know that we didn't talk about suspiria which so, is like one of the most important witch movies of all time i think dario argento i think that we, we didn't we are going to at some i mean at the,
2: some point we'll do dario argento well the thing also maybe, the or, also the
3: remake is coming out this or year or the remake yeah so when the remake comes out we're going to talk about suspiria well
2: we'll get to it at some point in time some way somehow we'll yeah. get to it you know what? I I just realized I don't
0: have anything to cheers with the end of, at the end of this. So All you want right. to grab so, me another uh, beer. Yeah. Um, but also <laughs> I have um, uh, a question for you with the, the oh, Blair that- Witch versus the Woods. Mm-hmm. Right, the, the two different name titles. Right. So um, yeah. how do you think they make the listener? I mean, I mean, the viewer feel like if um, you know, if it was called the Woods, would people be more afraid to go into the woods? Or they think the Blair Witch, and, the, and then they're looking for this tree, the
2: sticks hanging in the trees. All right, you know what? You want you want my honest opinion yeah. about this? I feel as though if we never had, um, if we never had the title of Blair Witch, uh-huh. and this movie was just released as The Woods,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it would be slightly scarier.
3: You think so? Yeah. Even like with the, with the end scene in the house and everything like that. Yeah,
2: because you don't ever see the actual Blair Witch, as we learned from doing some research. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, so supposedly, supposedly speaking, you don't ever actually see the witch, even should, though it's credited. Should we, should we
3: mention that real quick? Yeah, so,
2: we should. Uh,
3: there are there are sorry, Jay. Cr- <laughs> there are good? No, you're there good? are creatures, specifically one creature yeah. who who shows up toward the end of this movie that. A lot of people thought was finally the the reveal of the Blair Witch, but uh, the director Adam Wingard he's even said has not has gone on, or was it Simon Barrett that said it? I think it was no, I think it was. Was it Wingard? Uh, He went on record as saying that you don't see the Blair Witch in this movie.
2: What you're seeing are are like entities, if you will, that were taken over by the witch, and you're seeing like their their. Just different creatures I know, they've created. I, I, yeah, the creatures that that are the, the the repercussions of being possessed by the witch.
3: Well, there's there's one in particular which I'm sorry again, Jay, spoilers, but Fuck. she has long arms and long legs, like abnormally long Ooh. arms and legs. Oh, ew. And, uh the story Leg, beha- legs for days. Legs for days. <laughs> this girl has. And the story behind that is uh, one of the one of the women back in the 1700s, Ellie Kedward. This all goes into the Blair Witch uh, mythology. Um, mythology she uh she was accused of witchcraft by the some of the children in town so they took her out into the woods and they strung her up in a tree hanging from her arms and then tied huge stones to her legs
2: and so her in like arms, a makeshift legs rack so completely her completely like in, elongated yeah. so right. you yeah. so you
3: see a thing at the end of this movie that you know that's so a huge spoiler. The Blair Witch,
2: <laughs> to me, the Blair Witch is whatever is haunting the woods. Whatever you, the Blair Witch has almost. control over it all. It's, it's kind of right. all the Blair Witch. but
3: yeah, at, at this point, I don't really, see, I don't really think that the Blair Witch has any like physical form. Yeah.
0: but the, here's here's a couple different theories. Um, they, so if if it was called just the woods, yeah, it could be scarier to people because you think that you're in the what woods and these are things that just happen in the sure, woods, right? But at the same time, the Blair Witch. What if that was just, what if this movie is the woods and that's why the original name was what it was? And the Blair Witch is just a name they threw out there just to throw your your average viewer off. So, so that way a, you so think you're thinking like, about something else. Oh, where's this thing? Where's this thing? I think thing? that's kind of it. Yeah. It's nothing,
3: it's, it's just irrelevant. And it's actually like just this section of maybe, the Black Hills itself. Maybe that's is completely... why they changed the title, just to throw off the the,
0: the viewer.
2: I think I think I think you're I think you're right and I think that that would be absolutely creepy as shit. I think the reason though to me at least if it was just called the woods, it'd be even more creepy because everybody has access to woods right everybody mm-hmm. not everybody has access to a fable of the Blair Witch, you know right. what I'm saying So if you're in Montana or if you're in Florida or if you're in Arizona, every place has some woods somewhere you know what I'm saying everybody can go into it and look around at trees and go oh shit, I saw something that fucked me up in this type of setting I think regardless
3: of whether you call it the woods or the Blair Witch I, I know for sure that the first time I saw the Blair Witch Project whether i was in burkittsville maryland or whether i was in bad axe michigan i didn't want to go out into the woods for a while it, so I, tri- it, it has the same effect on you no matter what
0: it didn't trip me up till i was walking through the random woods of the uh, huron forest and miles and miles oh. of nothing anywhere making our own path and we see a blair witch symbol hanging in the trees made out of sticks <laughs> that was a little bit creepy so spooky but you know guns and stuff so i wasn't worried yeah packing. I'll and kill bitch. always <laughs> well, um, uh, that that bitch. That,
3: I think that'll do it, boys. Um, uh, um, if you want to find us on social media ooh, of any kind. I've just
0: killed the table twice. I'm sorry if you're hearing right. earthquakes. Don't, <laughs> don't check that magazine that's becoming un, uh,
3: unlisted. Yeah, Look for our latest ad in Fangoria magazine. Uh, and <laughs> our, our latest
2: uh, ad on uh, Pornhub.com.
3: <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed kill Podcast.
2: Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC and on Tumblr at the, the Buzz Buzzkill podcast podcast dot dot That was really out of whack. I think
3: is <laughs> the witch. It's perfect. The witch, <laughs> and also um, uh, make sure you download the Horror Amino app and find us on there. That's a it's a, a cool community. Totally active. Like everybody's active on there.
2: Uh,
0: beginning Talking, of posting, March,
3: first week creepy. of March, we're gonna have another uh, contest. First week of March? Yep. So This is news to me. Be so. tuned to that. Uh, and if you want to find Jay. Jay Dog at <laughs>
0: www.oceanrecordingstudio.com. Follow on Instagram and Twitter
3: at Ocean Recording. Yeah, boys, that'll do it. Cheers. Until next time.
0: Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch, old witch, the, the wicked, wicked witch.
1: witch.